0: Do you want to see my asshole?
1: You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional,
2: but pot is not.
3: Broadcasting from FEMA Region Seven,
0: it's bowl after bowl with your hosts Florian and Spencer.
4: Lots of weed. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody.
2: Dope smoking. Dope, dope, dope smoking.
1: So overtly sexual. Lots of weed.
2: Delorean. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out.
4: You'd know that if you'd ever listened to my podcast. Oh man.
5: Oh, oh man. Do you know how bad you sound?
1: Oh shit, yes. oh, oh, oh shit yes, oh shit
5: yes. Oh, oh shit yes oh oh shit yes oh shit yes Oh shit yes That's the word tonight on a Tuesday at the new late time it is 1014 actually as I speak to you live from FEMA Region 7 here in lovely kansas city it is march 28th 2023 and you're listening to episode 234 of bowl after bowl i'm sir spencer wolf of kansas city
0: and i'm dame delorean and you're in the bowl welcome 234 you're back for more that's right
5: it's just weird they talk the checks into it yeah you know it doesn't take much convincing You'd love it. Everybody's back for some more. Back for some more, you dirty whore. Two, three, four. Easy there.
0: That baby better cut back to one pack a day, man.
5: Gee, many Christmas. (laughs) Gee, many Christmas.
0: Nice, uh, upbeat intro music. I like it. Oh, thank you. I like it. Gotta get you in the mood after you were teaching all night.
5: Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. why his body fell apart. Everybody knows.
0: Only one more week of the night class, yeah. Barely
5: hanging on. I do have a nice fresh cup of coffee here. You're welcome. Appreciate you.
0: Whatever it takes.
5: Oh shit, yeah. Oh man, oh man, where to even begin? We we, I it's been ages because we didn't have a bulls with buds. Yeah. You know, last Tuesday was the last time that uh, we've spoken with y'all bowlers.
0: Last time I spoke to you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you. Haven't Where seen have you been?
5: As far as anybody knows, we don't even talk. Yeah. Uh, you know, interesting things went down. Some very, interesting things. Very interesting. We had a total uh, audible call over the weekend. Uh, spending the weekend with Pop, because it wasn't like... It was sort of like... I figured it would probably happen, but there was no concrete plan to do so until like Friday, right?
0: Yeah. He sent me some fag bag post from a local thrift store that I love because they're 100% charity. Like everything, all the proceeds go to charity and stuff. So there's no sales tax, which is awesome. But they were having a 50 cent and 25 cent sale on Saturday. So your dad screen caps that, sends it to me. And he knew hook, line, and sinker, our (laughs) asses would get up there for that.
5: (laughs) He knew there was no way you could resist
0: but then we get up there and he starts talking about how he's made the decision. He's going to buy a rifle. Yeah, he
5: needs one. He needs a gun. He needs a firearm. And he- so
0: we're like, you got to go to the next gun show.
5: Yeah, I was like, I'll just take you to the gun show next time it's on. And I looked it up. Turns out it was the very next day.
0: Yeah, Saturday.
5: In fact, it was uh, Saturday and Sunday. I want to say Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but actually vendors just set up all day Friday. And then it's Saturday and Sunday. That's the actual show. Yeah, yep. He my dad uh, purchased his first gun
0: at his first gun show. At his
5: first gun show at sixty-one. Epic. It's so funny because uh, he's awkward and he doesn't like know anything about guns. So I'm just like asking all the questions and stuff, right? And picking Uh-oh. them up and holding them and everything. And then uh, we find the one because we're just looking for a cheap twenty-two. Like that was just pretty much it. Let's get a cheap little varmint shooter, and. Uh, so I'm looking at all the 22s and we're just trying to find best price essentially. Like what's not a shitty gun for best price? We found this nice old model. It's like out of the 60s. Um poop on me because I don't even remember the manufacturer. Uh, but it was like a uh tube fed. It's got like a tube magazine and a little uh, it's not a bolt action, it's just a slide action semi auto twenty two. So you just fill, Uh, you can fit 18 uh, LR rounds in there. So you just fill that tube up, put the plunger in, and then uh, you rack that first one in your pew in 18 times. And uh, yeah, he wanted them because there's a couple of uh, pest critters that are hanging around his pond uninvited that just uh, irritate him. And he's been plugging them with the daisy air rifle that just doesn't do anything other than Make them leave for a little bit of time.
0: <laughs> Makes them say "oof."
5: Yeah, like what the fuck, and they fly off. Uh, two fat ass geese and uh, some muskrats
0: shitting on his dock yeah. all the time.
5: Yeah, just causing havoc, shitting on the grass, shit, just shit everywhere. Uh, so yeah, Grabbed that. Also got uh, plenty of uh twenty two LR ammo. They had a nice deal for a whole box. Uh, it was like a, you know, it was the ammo cases, right? So they had, oh, I want to say four boxes of, three hundred and thirty three rounds, hey, in each box, uh, like a hundred and eight bucks or something. So that was a nice score.
0: Nice. This is why we go to gun shows.
5: Adds up to like, thirteen hundred rounds or something, thirteen thirty two. Sweet. So that was a deal. I got myself some ammo and a little uh, laser slash uh, flashlight attachment for my own uh, pistol. That's fun. Which is fun, yeah. <laughs> it's fun is the word. Like tactical accessory.
0: It's a little green laser dot on yeah. your target. Because
5: mm-hmm. that was that was my first gun was the pistol. Uh, it was considerably younger than 61 when I bought it.
0: <laughs> Did you get it at a gun show?
5: No, I got it at a gun shop. Oh, uh, that's uh, right. Regular, fresh out the, fresh out the manufacturer.
0: I bought my first gun at a gun show. It's the way to go.
5: You always have great deals, and you can pay cash to uh, be a happy guy.
0: Yeah, and the militia is always there.
5: Always a lot of fun people there. You know they had a CUD, CBD booth there.
0: Was it American Shaman?
5: I don't know. I didn't walk up. Uh, as you know we were trying to get back so that we could do the thrift store deals (laughs) yeah so we didn't really exhaust our time at the gun show we could have stayed three times as long as we did um easily but they did they had a big CBD flag I didn't even walk over there to see what they had but it's like fucking hilarious right because there's that question on the gun when you buy a gun they have to fill out this big questionnaire form yes and they ask the big weed question and other fucking questions So it just makes you wonder, like, does the CBD use conflict with the stupid uh, are you addicted to or illegally using marijuana or other drugs uh, question on the buy a gun questionnaire?
0: No, man. It's a hemp derivative. 50 state legal. Come on. Exactly. I mean,
5: (laughs) we all know the practical answer, but like.
0: It's kind of spooky to me.
5: It's fucking spooky.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't have walked up to the CBD booth at a gun show. <laughs> no, no, no.
5: I, and I didn't. Unless anyway. I
0: was harassing them and asking questions, <laughs> which I guess I like, might've done. Right. Yeah. You know,
5: it just kind of was one of those things that made me chuckle. Uh, yeah. but like, so we, we picked the gun out, right. And we decide, yeah, that's the one. Cause it was a good number. It's like tight, 250 bucks for a nice, reliable 22. And, uh, Like, you know, I'm the one, like, looking at it and stuff, and then he's he's not even grabbing it or pointing it around, or, you know, like the things that you do. Yeah. When you're in the market for a good uh, rifle. (laughs) And then... uh,
0: Was he nervous?
5: He was definitely out of his element. (laughs) You're Um, out
0: of your element, Pop.
5: (laughs) It was sweet, you know? I mean, you gotta learn somehow. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't like... It wasn't like anybody could tell unless you knew, you know? But... um, He he hands the gun back to the guy and kind of mumbles something, you know? And yeah. the guy's like, all right, and it's like putting it back. And he's like, no, I want that. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, all right. And uh, he had pointed to me, I don't like if it was like at, right after this or like during, like it was within the same minute or two. He's like, yeah, this is my gun guy. Oh, and no. <laughs> so he's just like saying awkward, sketchy shit. And the guy's like, no, wait, hold on. Are you buying this gun for you? It's your gun, you know? Because like, now, all of a sudden, he's like, wait, this is your gun guy. Are you buying the gun to give to him? Are you a straw purchase? Like, am I supposed to be worried here, man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, no, it's my dad. It's his first time buying a gun at all. I'm just here to steer him in the right direction, make sure he gets a good, uh, good firearm that works for him and everything. So, yeah, we took it home, showed him how to load it up. I shot it a couple times. He shot it a couple times. It was all good. And then... uh the next day, I walk out in the kitchen and those motherfucking uh fatties are out there on the on the uh on the bridge that goes across his pond. So the geese. I sat one down. Sat one down. Yeah, you did. And then once you do that, you know, you're like, oh fuck. Like uh we should do something with this thing, you know. You can't just like shoot it for no reason.
0: Can't let a good goose go to waste.
5: So uh took his titties out. Made uh, some tendies. And wow. I have fucking no prior knowledge of um, the different types of bird meat and how different that is from chicken. You know, people will tell you it tastes like chicken, this and that. Uh, Nothing like chicken. No. It's like practically red. It's pretty much red meat. I mean, you look at it, it's red as shit.
0: Yeah, it was a beautiful dark red. Fresh
5: off the animal. Well, and it makes sense too, because like these birds are actually using their muscles to fly, you know, and... Uh, things like that. So a lot more iron content. Um, I assume that accounts for the the redness. Uh but yeah. Long story short, uh in, in Minecraft years ago, sometime I killed a goose. Cut it and by the way, it was real. Cut open a bird, it was real. So at least that one. But I think that the uh unreal birds are like the little ones. From my pigeons. understanding. Yeah, pigeons. Pigeons are the ones that aren't real. <laughs> That's all. That was interesting. That was not on my 2023 bingo card.
0: Definitely not. But goose meat in Minecraft oh. is like, it's almost beefy. Like, it me a bit of steak.
5: It's way closer to beef than chicken.
0: Yeah. There was a lot of, like, sinew they had to get through, and we uh, tenderized it in Minecraft, but, man, it was good. It was tasty. Yeah. Just a little... There were a few spots where it was a little gamey tasting, but not, not much. It was, uh, delectable.
5: Servo in the chat links us to birdsaren'treal.com.
0: Oh, beautiful.
5: Or excuse me, Sir Bimrose. Now my eyes can't even read. That's what happens when you look at screens for all friggin' day.
0: If it flies, it spies.
5: If it flies, it spies. Well, I probably was spied on. No visits, though. And hell, you don't know. This might all be satire. I could be making the whole thing up. I have to have some kind of recap segment, right?
0: Yeah. Um, it would be dull to be like, I oh, watch TV on the couch.
5: Right. <laughs> we did finish up the bird Notice binge that we've been madly going on. So that was fun. Yeah,
0: we completed it by watching The Fall of Sam Axe, which was awesome.
5: Yeah. Because,
0: duh, Bruce Campbell.
5: Bruce Campbell's the shit. That's all you need to know.
0: He's the man, dude.
5: The man with the chin
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> this even makes sense uh that was a great one yep i like this it, anytime we binge it's like some ancient tv show
5: yeah man if it hasn't stayed the test of uh a decade or two then
0: then it's not worth your time who's
5: interested anyway for real
0: and by binge it's like we watch one episode here and there over the course of a few months yes too busy to binge
5: yeah i mean what are you gonna do what are you going to do? Um, I don't know if you had anything else for your recap, but I had one uh, kind of incident over the week that can roll into the to the thank you segment.
0: Yeah? I wonder if it's the same incident that I'm thinking about.
5: I'm thinking probably. I'm thinking probably. But uh, up up in front, at the front of our show, we always like to thank all the bowlers that help make this thing possible. That uh, keep this coming bowl after bowl uh, until you might very well get sick. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. And uh, basically, what is it? It's a value for value proposition, right? We try to put value into the show uh, with these kind of recurring segments and uh, some information, some entertainment, and we just ask that you uh, give it an honest assessment. You know, are you getting value out? Bowl after bowl. The first rule, of course, is uh, it's bad manners to be a mooch. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. And that's uh, basically what value for value boils down to, right? Uh, If you get something out, then put something in. And you'll be surprised uh, at what you start to get out when you start putting in value yourself. Uh, It's like a feedback loop. We've noticed that... uh, you know, once the bowlers started giving value, more value over time. The the value that we wanted to put in increased, and uh, a lot of bowlers tell us that when they put in value, uh, they get more out in turn. And it's just kind of this this thing that has built over the past uh, couple few years, and continues to build. And we are very appreciative of all that value, and that's why we like to thank people right up front. Uh, I am loading up the pal of pays. And it looks like crickets since the last time we checked in there, which is not really a big surprise because most people are transitioning over to the uh, brand newness known as podcasting 2.0 boostograms and streaming sats. Um, we do always appreciate the PayPal payments as well because they kind of keep the monthlies settled. And we have monthly bills that are set up to uh, go out from there. And so we do have a few monthly bowlers, but none of them lined up for the past seven days. However, uh, we did have a lot of boosts in that same time frame, and I do want to go over those. Uh, but before I mention the boosts, we also got uh, a little bit of value from uh, longtime friends of the show, Mary Kate Ultra and Make Heroism.
0: We did, indeed.
5: And a little mystery package.
0: Right on our doorstep.
5: Uh some fun, crispy treats. And, uh... They were delicious. Damn it, I want to read the note now. I forgot about that. Uh, Why don't you... I'll go grab the note really fast.
0: Okay. Uh, they were delicious. We had a wonderful time eating them. Of course, when uh, the note, which Sir Spencer will grab and read, was a warning to keep these out of the hands of children. Because... You know, they had some fun stuff in them. And so Spence and I were hemming and hawing over how to slice them up. And I usually go with a half to start, which is maybe daring. But I was just like, let's go with a half. We consulted Mary Kate Ultra and Make Heroism and they were both like, eh, you know, half, a half. And we had already consumed half. <laughs> half of one good bar. Did you find the note?
5: I did find the note. And. By the way, it was a great idea <laughs> to start with just a half. Yes. <laughs> the Note. Uh, hi, DeLorean and Spencer. Real quick little warning. These treats are for adults only. Hope you like them. They're made with homegrown love in the bowl. Heart Mary-Kate Ultra and make heroism. And man.
0: They're fantastic.
5: What kind of love they put in there was pretty evident. Um, they have a very nice hang time never was like too much with half probably would have been with a whole one i'm guessing you could get away with a quarter definitely which i'm about to try uh but man something in them uh something in them treats had the <laughs> horny factor cranked up to 11 i tell you what
0: it was uh more than horny though it was just like uh bubbly and sort of like that first love kind of feeling like exciting and new? Yeah. It's uh, it's hard to describe.
5: We fucked like teenagers.
0: Yeah, okay. That's one way to put it. It's
5: like the easy way to say it.
0: Yeah, and lots of giggles <laughs> from me, uh-huh. which I don't, I, I eat edibles, regu- I would say regularly. Yeah, right,
5: right. I mean normal, yeah, regularly enough.
0: And uh, these were awesome.
5: They're qu- high quality. High quality. High quality edibles from high quality people. That's how you can tell.
0: The highest of quality.
5: So we very much appreciate that uh, that contribution. Yeah. And uh, I think those will last us a while. I'm not like a guy that just like scarfs all that down, you know?
0: Well, especially when they're so special.
5: They're incredible. You know? They're incredible. I knew they'd be great, but I was impressed. They still exceeded my expectations, even though I knew they'd be very nice. So uh, love you guys very much. Appreciate uh appreciate the crispies.
0: Yeah, seriously love you guys. Uh, also appreciate all the boosters.
5: This is kind of where we break down what's come in over the past week.
1: I'm going to boost some stats. I've got 40,000 in my wallet. I'm, I'm I'm boosting value contribution. This is
5: fucking
1: awesome.
5: Woo! Let me catch my breath there. I did just run all the way upstairs to grab that
0: Fast night. like Sonic, too. Yeah.
5: I told you it'd be quick. Two fl-
0: Two and a half flights of stairs. I
5: knew exactly where it was. Because you always got to know.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you
5: stash it away and you know exactly where it is.
0: Uh, In a place the kids will never look.
5: Correct. Now, uh, we always start, and uh, we appreciate HarvHat for making it easy. We always start by scrolling back to HarvHat's Outro Boost uh, makes it easy to find where to start this thing every Tuesday. And uh, he did indeed hit us with 1420 on the way out last Tuesday uh, from Podverse. So thank thank you. you. Thank you, Harv Hat. It's a valuable service he provides uh, for like the, essentially what is I use as the helipad bookmark. Every time I start the show, I scroll right down to it. Uh, 4,200 sats is next up from our good friend Fletcher.
0: Oh, uh, Fletcher
5: down in Texas, and uh, he's boosting through the Fountain app. He says, love you both, and has a link here.
0: Oh, we to love some, you, Fletcher. To
5: some audio edge. I get no kicks from shit stains.
1: Mere fiat bucks. I don't give any fucks. So I tell you I give a damn. When I send you a booster gram, some get a kick from blockchain. Hold it, hold it. What
0: the hell is that shit?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well played, sir. Well played. Got some pipes on him.
0: Yeah, that was beautiful.
5: The man of many talents, Mr. John Fletcher. We thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Uh, And we will spark one up in your honor, in fact. Spark one up. Uh, next up, our lady, Dame Trail Chicken, coming in with the signature 3333 33 sets. And uh, she's boosting from Fountain. She says, Appreciate y'all going into death about Bitcoin. I'm always learning something new in the bowl. Bok, bok.
0: Bok, bok. Thank you.
5: Much appreciated. Uh, she also boosted 3333 33 to the Cotton Gin episode uh, that we did with a good buddy, Cotton Gin. And she said, "Iso Bot Boost," that one also coming out of fountain. So, cheers, thank you. And uh, Cotton Gin getting a piece of that action.
0: Forever and ever. Forever
5: and always. Oh. Till the end of time. You gotta love it. That's what uh, the the Boostagram programmable money is all about. It's the true uh, the true answer for programmable money. You know, people always talk about it, but uh, the podcasting two is the the biggest. Um, Actual working use case that's been around, that's not some kind of uh, weird Degen trading smart contract convoluted thing. At least, uh, at least from what I've seen. Just have seen. Uh Next up, four twenty sats coming in from C Dubs. He's doing a little test test toke there from the podcast index.
0: Toke just, test received.
5: Just making sure things are working. Appreciate that. Uh, One sixty nine sixty nine coming in next. Sixty
1: nine. 69, dudes.
5: It's from a boy, Hey Citizen, who made that lovely uh, uh, some Sats song that you heard starting off this segment. Uh, he's boosting from Podverse, and he says, love you guys, keep breaking the molds and stoking the bowls of our souls.
0: Aw, love you, Hey Citizen.
5: Poetic. Love it. Uh, next up, 19,760 sats. That is coming from Anonymous, according to my records. And uh, that's out of Podverse. Did I say that? Pre-bowl boosting and trying to figure out Podverse. Hopefully my notifications will work now. In the bowl. Well, in the bowl, stranger. In the bowl. And...
0: uh, It's a familiar number.
5: It is a familiar number. That's what I want to... uh, Reminds
0: me of a certain dirty Jersey whore.
5: You know what? You might be onto something (laughs) there. You might be onto something there. So, uh, cheers and thank you. I also heavily endorse the use of multiple apps um, just because it teaches you uh, not only what's out there to choose from but just like different ways to use the protocol and the more familiar you are with not only just different podcast apps that boost but different lightning wallets different on-chain bitcoin wallets uh, and of course running a node uh, it just it just expands your knowledge and by extension, expand your confidence when you're dealing with this stuff. Because I think when people are first starting out, including when I was first starting out, people's number one fear is like, oh my God, I'm going to like fuck something up and lose all of this. And the more familiar you are with multiple platforms, uh, the more confident uh, you become over time that you know the steps to take and you know what you're doing. Uh Next up, 27,772 little palindrome boost action from our boy Booberry. Boobs. And he's boosting out of the lovely Boost CLI.
0: Oh, so sovereign.
5: Absolutely sovereign. And, uh, of course, that's... Zosobi, Booberry, Freak of Hazard, Mothman and the Miniocalypse, and the Horror of Yig. We want to get real technical. And uh, he's technically passing the fuck out he says concluding a 36 hour marathon by oh <laughs> by passing the fuck out naked in bed with the
0: bowlers in my head
5: in the bowl in the bowl Booberry.
0: in the bowl to boobs in the bed
5: absolutely you deserve it rest up rest up he's been on a whirlwind and uh he did slide into the green room last night on fumes uh, after putting all of it in at work, which I <laughs> I know the feels, baby. I know the feels. And then uh, he's also in our ring of fire that's going on. And so we had uh, aimed to lower fees at five, and he scooted in at nine and was like, shit, sorry, sorry, shit. I was like, "Like, don't worry, man. Nobody's in like a falling over themselves rush. And there's been a few different hiccups along the way, just uh, here and there. Um, yeah, this is a long one. This is the longest ring of fire so far, and we still aren't quite there. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about it in just a bit once we get through the boosts. But uh, appreciate you very much, my good sir. Uh, Forty-two sixty-nine sats from Harv Hat. He's hitting us from Podverse, and that's his intro signature. So he hits this. Uh, he hits us when we go live, and then he hits us when we fade out. Um, you can absolutely set your uh, block clock to it. It's fantastic. We appreciate you Harvet. 1976 from a uh, uh dirty jersey horror. So I think you are on to something there. Uh this one's coming from Fountain though. And uh he says pins falling. So uh he's getting that pin sound to trigger and throughout the show as you hear those strikes come in. Um those are the sounds of boostergrams hitting the node in real time.
0: Listen to that pin action. Oh. Uh, eighty-eight, eighty-eight.
5: Up next from Buli Steed, or as we know her, Bowly Steed. Bole, Bole, Bole. And she says, "Tasty contingent, tasty, tasty, successful." Uh, and then she comes right away with another one from Fountain. 1111. 1, That's five ones in a row. A sack of five Richards. Uh, again from Fountain, from Buli Steed. Connection is protection. Two, three, four, and some bowling pin emojis. There you go. Absolutely protected and connected.
0: Oh, thanks, Bully Steed.
5: Keep on bowling them. Uh, and then you just heard live only two minutes ago, 19,760 sats from Dirty Jersey Horror.
0: All right.
5: That one coming out of uh Fountain, and he says, Pod first on Android is frustrating. Dot dot dot. Anyways, dot dot dot, y'all be good. <laughs> All right. It's hard uh it's hard to switch around different apps hard to switch around but uh, one thing that is nice about uh, podverse I will say is they support that live item tag. It's a beautiful thing. So if you uh, if we are streaming live, uh, especially if we if we have a guest here with us in the bowl uh, like we will this Friday by the way, oh, well, you can boost that guest and the value split will work for them which is very nice.
0: Yeah, as the show's ongoing, live.
5: But uh, all the apps, you know, they put different things in different places. It all renders differently, and uh, it's like learning the whole thing over again when you try a new app, which uh, I guess it's a perspective thing. That can either be a nightmare or it can be a fun new adventure, right? It's all about, uh, I guess, how you look at it. (laughs) Yeah. In reality, it's a little bit of both. It's a fun nightmare adventure. That's true. Fun nightmare Adventure. uh but yes, we do actually speaking of the old bowls with buds, we are very excited to announce this Friday we'll be sitting down once again with Tunta and Mousy Bear.
0: Yeah. the uh, dynamic duo.:
5: That's right. Uh, Sir Tunta of the ditch people recently knighted
0: very recently.
5: So that'll be good. new and, knight. Uh, I don't uh, we're, we're in this stiff competition of who is more excited. Uh, for this particular bulls with buds, because uh, I know they're both excited, and Tunta assures me they're gonna bring their A game.
0: They always bring their A game for Friday. I had no doubt. <laughs> yeah. I
5: had no doubt, but uh, I know he's been working on a lot of music projects lately, uh, as well as a whole homesteading kind of yeah lifestyle and adventure that they've embarked on since we last saw them in person.
0: They're building paradise out there.
5: So I'm really excited to catch up with those guys and see what they've been up to and uh, share some laughs, share some bowls, and uh, yeah, be a good time. You'll you, you don't want to miss that one. Be this Friday. We'll be kicking things off uh, close to 9 p.m. Central. No, uh, no evening class involved on Fridays. So
0: yeah, Friday's your day off. Eh? Nothing
5: to nothing to interfere with the launch time. But yeah, yeah, the newest. One of the newest knights of the round table. So, what could be better?
0: A better way to celebrate than bowl after bowl?
5: Yeah, I can't think of one. Can't think of one off the top of my head. Uh, speaking of the top of my head, we do have a, another segment, and it goes kind of like this. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, making you really want to build a node. Lots and lots of Bitcoin news coming out this week. It just seemed like uh, I don't I don't know if like the interns are back at work or what's the deal, but it just seemed like headline after headline, big ones, small ones, some the size of your head. Um, I read an interesting story about uh, how Africans are using Bitcoin without internet access. Oh, and. Um, The stats in Africa are really interesting. There's a great use case over there for Bitcoin because of how shitty local currencies are, uh, how corrupt local governments are. This seems to be kind of like the norm with uh, currencies and governments in general, but it just seems to be uh, heavily pronounced, let's say, in many of the African nations. Uh, There's this new tool called... Oh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of it. I don't even have a clue where to start, but it's... Machankura? Machankura? Something like that. Um, And this tool is designed to uh, help people access their Bitcoin uh, with a lack of internet connection. Uh, As of 2021, the stats are that 54% of mobile phone users in Africa don't have a smartphone. They just have a regular... Dumb phone. Kind of flip phone. The the (laughs) dumb phone, yes. Uh, So this new app works... Through an unstructured supplementary service data interface and uh, basically uses the mobile phone's SIM backend to uh, facilitate sending and receiving Bitcoin. Wow. You only need a basic mobile phone that can send and receive text messages in order to take advantage of this. And this app is already being used by about 2,900 African users across seven countries. So there was a write-up about it in Forbes that was pretty interesting.
0: That's wild.
5: It is kind of wild.
0: Bring back the dumb phones. It seems pretty cool. Seems pretty cool.
5: Pretty cool, pretty legal. Pretty neat. Uh, there's an also kind of an interesting project launch that I came across. Uh, they're calling themselves the Bitcoin Product Community. And they have a website at bitcoin-product.org. And I'm interested in kind of checking this thing out. Um, They're sort of a free open source software community that is driving different uh, projects, I guess both FOSS and commercial projects, uh, people building on Bitcoin. And uh, they have, I don't know, some projects that they're endorsing and um, they're, the the thing that really intrigued me the most is they're having a bi-weekly call for community con- contributors. Mm. And so the next one is on Thursday. You're
0: going to uh, hop on?
5: Thursday morning. So, I'm, yeah, I'm going to do my best to get on there. Now, it's 9.30 a.m., but that's Pacific time, which makes it 7.30 a.m. Uh, in FEMA Region 7. So it will be a challenge, but a challenge that I'm willing to rise to. And uh, I hope to bring you some more news about that. How did
0: you stumble upon this group?
5: Uh, They had some kind of a news release. I can't remember exactly uh, where I saw it first, to be honest with you.
0: Well, there they are.
5: But uh, yeah, here they are. So more to come on that. I'm excited to just see what there is out there. And uh, obviously we want to integrate some uh, Bitcoin-related and Boost-related features on the website update. Yes. So uh, I need all the help I can get with that kind of shit.
0: We got a 420 deadline on that?
5: Uh, You know, I don't really want to necessarily <laughs> okay. announce it to, uh, I don't know, set myself up for this or that. But yeah, essentially, that's the plan. Cool. That's the plan, hopefully. uh, Lots of buzz about this economic report of the president. Oh boy. it came out. You may have heard this. Um, where to even begin, uh, pretty much an attack on Bitcoin and all cryptos. Um, there wasn't really even a lot of differentiation between Bitcoin and other cryptos aside from that they mentioned that Bitcoin was the first cryptocurrency, mm. uh, which you could argue that that isn't even really truly the case. But, uh, then we get into semantics this is, I guess the oldest one that's surviving, We could uh, at least say that. Uh, Essentially, it's all of the FUD and talking points that you would expect. Lots of hand-wringing about the energy usage, the energy consumption, and e-waste that Bitcoin is associated with. Um, Things like recommending... That CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, could solve some of the same issues that cryptocurrencies are trying to solve currently. (laughs) Uh, No. A potential U.S. CBDC could also help support other policy goals, according to the report. For example, a potential U.S. CBDC could help ensure that such payment systems are aligned with the principles of human rights, democratic values, and privacy. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Privacy, that's... Oh, they want to put a CD, uh, CBDC out for your privacy, man.
0: Yeah, that's, right. That's a
5: guaranteed... Uh, you can take that to the bank.
0: <laughs> Straight to the bank, Straight in fact. to the
5: fucking <laughs> bank. Bend your ass over a barrel and uh, check in at your local CBDC <laughs> bank for privacy.
0: Uh, and human rights.
5: So anyway, uh, we'll link the full report. In the show notes, but, uh, you know.
0: These cryptos, they want you to decentralize, but no, man, they're wrong. you got to centralize. Right. That's where the freedom is, slave.
5: <laughs> they're, they're, I'm sure they'll roll out a, a central bank decentralized coin. Yeah. It's, it's decentralized, brought to you by the central bank.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Uh, the meme of the week, overwhelmingly, was the skull of Satoshi. I don't know if you saw anything about this. I did. Uh, Awesome-looking skull. Uh, If you spend even three seconds on Nostra in the past week, you've seen hundreds of fucking memes re-meming this skull of Satoshi. So full story is that uh, Greenpeace commissioned an artist to build a (coughs) big-ass statue that's this like (coughs) ominous skull thing. It's like this ominous green skull made out of old silicon and wires. Uh, And it's got the laser eyes with the Bitcoin symbol in it. And uh, it looks pretty fucking badass. And it's supposed to kind of visualize the environmental destruction. And it looks like there's some kind of coal smokestacks on his head. As well as it looks like kind of like the nuclear power plant uh, structures, so it's almost like this backhand hit at nuclear, too. Yeah. Uh, which can you is throw little... that
0: link in the chat so the bowlers can see it? Yes. It'll be in the show notes also, of course.
5: Uh, in fact, there is a blog link for the artist here, and the artist actually is pretty interesting, Von Wong. Um, he's done a lot of other environmental art, and all of his art has focused on kind of environmental impacts and reducing environmental impacts. Uh so it's all he's kind of like an eco activist artist and uh he does some pretty impressive work. Um and so it was just, you know, another another commission for him, a uh, big paycheck from a uh, big organization Greenpeace. The thing is it pretty hardly uh or pretty pretty severely backfired. And uh, Bitcoiners just immediately adopted this as a like a badass symbol of Bitcoin.
0: It is badass and epic.
5: It looks very cool and the artist is quite talented. Um, but this gave the entire world an opportunity to kind of reach out to this guy and uh, correct him on a lot of this environmental FUD hmm. that uh, is associated with Bitcoin. So that was kind of cool and he was not only pretty open-minded about it, but uh, kind of got humbled by the the huge attention that this that this generated. So everybody kind of embraced the artist behind everything. And
0: uh, that's awesome that he was open-minded about it.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny because the whole Bitcoin energy consumption incentivization is for the cheapest possible energy. And Bitcoin is also a way that energy that would otherwise be wasted can be harnessed and stored in the form of digital currency. So Bitcoin mining directly provides this on-demand energy usage for things like uh, natural gas stations, natural gas plants that... You know, when, when demand is down, uh, it's quite costly to just shut everything down because demand will come back online. And so at peak hours, when all of the energy is being used, you can turn the miners off, but then at times when uh, the energy isn't being used, uh, typically there would be flare-offs or burn-offs. you got to just burn off this excess natural gas, and it just goes to waste. It goes straight up into the air. Uh, But, now with Bitcoin mining, instead of flaring that gas off and just setting it on fire, literally, and losing all that energy for no purpose whatsoever, those can now be directed to Bitcoin miners. They uh, mine the Bitcoin and receive rewards for doing so. And then you have Bitcoin. Energy stored as money that you can then later use. Offsetting not only the... uh, greenhouse effect let's say of the uh, flaring but just the general waste of energy so Bitcoin captures wasted energy uh, and it wants to find free energy that turn to turn into Bitcoin it's kind of the race to the bottom in terms of energy not only efficiency uh, but uh, also waste energy uh, harnessing and saving uh, so yeah needless to say that was a that was a fun win for Bitcoin. Uh it responds kind of greatly not only to um defense but also to attacks. It's sort of like everything is good for Bitcoin.
0: No news is bad news.
5: That's right.
0: That's right. For Bitcoin.
5: <laughs> Precisely. Energy stored. How do you get the energy back out? Well, you know, you transfer it to money, and then that money can later purchase energy. It's a simple uh Simple calculation there. Simple calculation. Uh, so that is uh most of the most of the aggregate or the macro news, but in micro news, I mentioned we were running this ring of fire.
0: Yes, so number fourteen.
5: Number fourteen, still at it. Uh, it turns out uh, we had tried to set a rebalance target for yesterday. And once everybody got fees dropped, somehow the build was working all day. So basically how this works is there's a script I use to uh, build a payment through the ring. So a ring of fire, uh, for those of you unfamiliar, is just a cooperative channel opening strategy. Uh, The idea is to get a number of participants to each open the same capacity channels to one another in a ring. So I usually do it with six people. Person one opens to person two, opens to person three, all at the same capacity. Uh, this one happens to be two million sats, So everybody opens a two million sat channel to the guy to their right, Okay, if we're standing in a circle. And then once they're all opened, uh, I send half of the capacity to myself through each one of the participants. And what that does is essentially balances everybody's channels in that ring. And then after that, we all kind of Set our own fees, whatever we want our fee rates to be, uh, which is sort of a moving target and uh, more of an art than a science, still at this point, I would say at least. But the idea is just kind of to cooperatively open these channels and then get twice as many, uh, twice as much capacity for your dollar or for your SAT, right? So by opening up a 2 million SAT channel, you get two of those channels, each perfectly balanced. So you get a total of 4 million sats capacity.
0: Yes, it uh, two, works out wonderfully. 2
5: million in and 2 million out. So um, coordinating this in the high-fee environment has proved tricky. We talked last week about the the hoops to jump through when um, a channel open is sent with a lower fee rate than the current uh, fee market can, can confirm. So... There are ways to bump that fee up if it's still kind of pending and waiting to be solved in the mempool, and we got that solved by the weekend, and we decided Monday would be the target to lower those fees. Everything kind of um, got in place a little late, and the script will send a a, a practice payment, for lack of a, a better explanation. It basically allows you to run a build command that builds out the route and sends a Uh, test payment through just to tell you what the potential fees might be uh, and make sure the route is actually working and so it was working all day but the fees were high and I was waiting for the fee uh, the fee policy changes to complete gossip through the network when somebody lowers their fee uh, policy on a channel it takes some time for the nodes to communicate with one another what these new fees are so that's also uh, why it's recommended to only change your fees um, about one time in a 24 hour period. Um, at any rate, everything was building fine. And then at some point late last night, it just stopped building. Mm. And so the fifth note in the circle, it says there's no outgoing uh, channel and I'm looking and the fifth note is connected to me cause I'm the, f- uh, number one and six essentially. And, uh, so I'm looking or I'm one and seven you think about it one two three four five six and then seven so this channel is between me and the fifth node and uh i'm looking the node is online Uh, he said he just dropped the fee so what i'm thinking might have happened and we're still troubleshooting this obviously i have time today because i went straight from class to here Um, but we're gonna do what we can Um, there may have been a max htlc Fee up or uh, policy update. So when you're playing with your fee structure in ThunderHub, which is how I usually do it, uh, there's a few different fields given to you. There's the base fee. Base fee is just a flat fee that's charged on every route, no matter what. Then there's a fee rate, which is a percentage per million sats. So how many sats do I charge per million sats that are routed? Uh, and then there's also minimum and maximum htlcs so that's the minimum and maximum size of payment that you're willing to allow to route so if that max htlc gets set lower then that error will be caused and i wonder if that's the source there are other reasons that error might happen including you know if the channel doesn't exist at all but i know that's not the case because i'm looking at the channel right now it does exist uh it also might be that uh, maybe it got out of balance during the time, during the waiting period. So if there's not enough on the other side to send that payment through, then it might not find an outgoing channel. But I don't think those two things are the case. I know the first one isn't the case because obviously I'm looking at the channel. So I, I have to assume that it's the max HTLC, but we'll get to the bottom of it. It's one of these uh, really ridiculous times to be organizing a ring of fire. I might, uh, I might just do like triangles in the future just to cut down on, uh, how many things can go wrong. Yeah. Every, every additional member of the ring is an additional, uh, life in the balance where anything could go wrong. So you just exponentially increase the the number of things that could be hiccups, but Hey, what are you going to do? Keep pressing on, keep, uh, getting in the car and driving.
0: Yeah. And learn from the experience.
5: That's right. Well, this is a good time to, uh,
0: Well, before you go anywhere, I wanted to note that there's other ways you can contribute value to bowl after bowl.
5: Oh, well, that's a good thing
0: to say. And the simplest way is to just pass the bowl to someone you think might enjoy it. But we also have a voicemail line, so you can call in anytime. It'll go straight to voicemail. You don't have to worry about being live on the air with us having a grand old time. And this week, our topic is the first time I ever planted something. I pray that you have planted something by now, bowlers. So, all you gotta do if you want to tell us about that is pick up the phone and call
4: 816
5: 607 3663
0: and the play of bow. We will. And you can even text 816-607-3663 or send a picture message. We'll get them all, and we'll share them on the show. That's right. And now on to our regularly scheduled segment. (laughs) Top 333. All right. It should come as no surprise that the magic number has made an appearance in the latest PSYOP.
5: Certainly not.
0: It was the address. Of the latest happening. Yeah. And also noted in most articles, the number of teachers employed at the school where the happening occurred. Interesting. Allegedly. So I don't want to talk about it on this show. You'll get enough of that on your streamdoms, I believe.
5: So I'm assuming the address was... uh...
0: That's right. Yeah, it was 33. And the picture was everywhere. With 33 right in the center. Come on.
5: Fantastic.
0: It's kind of gross.
5: Uh, It sounds like something I want to drop everything and put all of my mental energy into.
0: (laughs) No, no, please no. (laughs) I want to have fun. And you know, the day after the bowl last week, a fun story did come out. Oh? A large U.S. Navy research vessel that once belonged to late Microsoft billionaire Paul Allen tipped over, injuring 33 people... And it's now stuck at a 45-degree angle. Whoops. Yeah, it was at a dry dock in Scotland, and they're blaming gusty winds.
5: Oh, man. Yeah. It's a missed opportunity to blame climate change, in my opinion.
0: Right? Super missed opportunity. You know, all this billion-dollar, three-ton vessel, and you know, don't worry about it. It's just the wind. Yeah, that blows. That doesn't blow. It also seems kind of suspicious, but... Hey, whatever. Shit Alan,
5: happens, I guess.
0: Alan bought it in 2016 and then had it retrofitted to serve as an underwater research and exploration vessel because he wanted to find shipwrecks and ah, stuff.
5: Instead he made one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's above the water at least. Yeah. Just kind of lean in there. Look,
5: we <laughs> found wood. <one.
0: laughs> and everyone can take pictures of it. <laughs> from land. Uh. Yeah, he wanted to explore the underwater ecosystems, and see what lies beneath. And he actually discovered the USS Hornet and USS Lexington with it, which were two significant U.S. aircraft carriers sunk in World War II. But he died in 2018 at the age of 65 of non-Hodgkin lymphoma. And the vessel was bought by the U.S. Naval Facilities Engineering and Expeditionary Warfare Center. Mm. Yeah, great. They bought it in October 22.
5: Well, they didn't take too great a care of it, I guess.
0: No. They just let it tip over. And now it's just sitting there.
5: Tip me over and pour me out, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And injure 33 people along the way. Yeah. Ah, yeah. That.
5: That's hmm. why his body fell
0: apart. That group that, uh, it's, uh, it's operated by this group called Oceaneering International out of Houston. And it might be worth noting that they have an entertainment division. So they make dark rides for theme parks. Ooh. And they also resurrected the Jaws ride at Universal Studios after it was put out of commission in 1992. It has since been decommissioned again, I think in 2012. But it's just interesting. Just interesting. Mm, definitely. Then this week, 33 people were charged in a massive investigation into drugs and violence in Baltimore. This was a 16-month investigation of... And they've got all these people on conspiracy to distribute heroin, fentanyl, and cocaine, along with attempted murder and gun charges. So I thought, oh, no murder charges, just attempted murder. And they're talking about, you know, grabbing these people for violence. Mm. I guess shooting your gun off is a pretty violent move. But if you didn't hit anyone, can we call it violence? Yeah. Yeah.
5: I think so. <laughs> yeah. If you're shooting at people that you don't hit, yeah.
0: Yeah, there was one incident where there was a fight on their territory, and Mm. they tried to shoot someone and missed, I guess. And then the other incident that was mentioned in the media this week was that a high-ranking member of this gang, I guess we'll call it, uh, shot at another member just due to an internal dispute, but obviously missed. Some beef. Yeah, shot and missed. So dude was uninjured, but it was all caught on surveillance. On a camera.
5: It's hard to go places and not be on camera.
0: Yeah. So, you know, just stacking it up against them during this investigation. And, of course, they seized some cash, about $30,000. So close. The range in ages for these 33 dudes, was the, the youngest was 21, and the oldest was 54. So, wild. Also, wild times in Las Vegas where a man is accused of stabbing a dude 33 times on a bus. Owie. Yeah. The 59-year-old confronted this 30-year-old who was just on his way to work, and he was very aggressive, just immediately confrontational. So the 30-year-old got up and ran to the front of the bus and asked the driver to open the door so he could exit. But the driver didn't open the door, and the older guy comes up behind him just starts stabbing him. And by the time the driver opened the door, his body just fell to the pavement. That sucks. Yeah. Stabbed 33 times. Now, the company for the bus had to do a little PR running, you know? Sure. Why didn't he open the door? This poor guy died. And they're like, well, when you open the door, the bus stops. And he was driving at the time, you know? And sure. He was worried that if you opened the door, the dude would have been hit by oncoming traffic or whatever.
5: Yeah, it's a no-win scenario.
0: Yeah. Exactly. He, he he tried his best, and he hit the button to call law enforcement, so the older man that killed him was arrested at the scene, but just messed up, man. Yeah. That's what we call a bad day. No shit. On the bus, going to work, stabbed 33 times. In Pennsylvania, there is a public assistance fraud charge stacked against 33 people. That's filed against them. The restitution owed to the state is $151,000. And they have, you'll be happy to know, they've temporarily disqualified these 33 people from the public assistance assistance in which they were enrolled. And, you know, they say they misrepresented themselves and weren't entitled to the benefits that they were receiving. So the max penalty is seven years in prison and a $15,000 fine. Oof. And with that, Let's go behind the curtain. All right. I'd like to say there's less oofs back here.
5: Well, that's nice, because last week we had a rough time back here.
0: Oh, as I was going to say, I'd like to say that there are less oofs back here. But there's a crazy story everyone's been talking about. Uh Uh-oh. Uh, Afro Man. Yes. Beloved Afro Man being sued by the sheriffs who raided his home.
5: Uh, Yeah, I've seen a lot of this uh, talk. In fact, I saw the original, I'm not sure if we talked about it back here, but I definitely saw the original music video he made when they first uh, yes. turned off his cameras.
0: Will you help me repair my door? Yes. was the music video where he used the footage that he got on his surveillance camera, cameras, mm-hmm. of the deputies breaking down the gate, breaking down his door, taking money out of his suit pockets, eyeing his lemon pound cake. And then ultimately disabling the security cameras.
5: Looking for, uh, looking through all his CDs. Yeah, dude's got a lot of CDs.
0: Not shifty at all. Disabling those cameras.
5: Looking for uh, copious amounts of drugs and kidnapping victims. If yes, I, that's uh, what
0: the warrant said.
5: Remember the warrant?
0: Narcotics and kidnapping. Absurd. Yeah. Oh, that song is now featured on his album album Lemon Pound Cake. <laughs> and he has had a good time with this.
5: I would imagine.
0: I mean, it's a terrible thing that happened to him.
5: Yes, but you got to turn it into something positive, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they ignited him. I mean, he's just rocking it now. He's back. He auctioned off that door that they broke down. And he signed it and shipped it off to someone, man. Wow. Yeah, and then he's made these t-shirts with that fatty cop next to the lemon pound cake and
5: Peter Griffith next to him. Absolute (laughs) hilarious moment. I mean, when the guy... Pistol drawn, uh, a dude that fat drawing a pistol just makes the pistol look like a cap gun. Yeah. (laughs) And then he walks by the lemon pound cake and then almost thinks about going past it and then looks at it again like, oh, like with this longing. There's just like this gravity pulling the fat man toward the lemon pound cake.
0: Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't seize the cake.
5: I'm surprised the cake didn't seize him. (laughs)
0: Uh, well, they took cash out of his suit pockets, and who knows if they took more cash when the cameras were off? You know? Um, Just dirty. But they all, uh, Afro Man said he had $5,000 in that suit pocket. They gave him 4,600. Oh my back.
5: God. What a bunch of sleazies.
0: Yeah. So he's like, uh, hey, uh, where's the other 400?
5: We need that 400, though. Oops. Oh, no,
0: no. Oops. And no charges, because of course, no narcotics or kidnapping victims were found. In his house.
5: Or in his CDs.
0: Or in his CDs or in his suit pockets. Yeah. But this has been reported everywhere once this complaint was filed. And I just feel like the cops are totally and affecting the whole thing.
5: Nah, yeah. You know, they're like... No doubt.
0: Hey, man, you're selling merch with our faces on it. And that's ruining our careers, ruining our lives. And then, oh, was
5: your wife's wooing when you wooed someone else's wife and then your wife got wooed? Oh, poor baby.
0: I mean, the friggin' Guardian is writing about it. You know, it has made the news over the pond.
5: Well, you could have thought about that before, but you didn't, did you?
0: No. It's (laughs) most cops are equipped with body cameras, Mm -hmm. too. I don't know about sheriffs and deputies, but I'd like to think that they would also have body cams. And as a
5: as a public servant, public servant doing a raid on a member of the public uh you perform a public activity, you know? Yeah, exactly. So you've got to assume that all of that should be public.
0: Yeah. And the fact they turned off those private property cameras.
5: I mean, it's not like you're a fucking gross international super spy going in on some clandestine mission, you're a member of the fucking sheriff's department raiding somebody.
0: It's shady shit. So. Them turning you know. off those cameras. It's
5: supposed to all be public. You're not supposed to be able to do that behind closed doors. And <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> the man's had some cameras going.
0: Well, you will just be shocked to hear that these plaintiffs, these deputies... They've been subjected to ridicule by members of the public. Oh, no. Can you believe it? I can't. Stated in their complaint. Wow. It's more difficult and dangerous for them to carry out their official duties because of it. Jesus. They've also been...
5: They got called fat. They got called stupid. They got called mean.
0: Yeah. Well, they've also... What will they
5: do? These poor cops.
0: Been subjected to threats. Maybe even death threats. It says including death threats. Oh,
5: I think that lemon pound cake threatened some diabetes on him.
0: <laughs> yeah, it did. Oh, they have, they claim to have suffered damages. In the, in the damages, they include all profits from Afro man's unauthorized use of their personas. Oh. So they want the money he's making off of the t-shirts and mugs and other goodies he's Get selling wrecked. with their faces on it. Get wrecked. Yeah, and they have suffered humiliation, ridicule, mental distress, embarrassment, and loss of reputation. Well, whose fault is that?
5: Yeah, deservedly. You should be embarrassed over this shit. Yeah, look in the mirror. You should be absolutely embarrassed at your fat ass double-taking on a fucking lemon pound cake, dude. Like, that's embarrassing, and it really happened in real life. So, you know, examine your choices, man.
0: Yeah, and their complaint, they also say they will continue in the future, to suffer damages. Uh, but
5: Yeah, right. I hope so.
0: My but... favorite part of this complaint, which I will include in the show notes, and hey, I'll even throw it in the bowl chat right now, uh, pound bowl after bowl on IRC. Pound cake wanna, bowl after bowl. That's right. Join the fun. They go through all of these examples of Afro men using their personas on social media. So, of course, <laughs> in which they just name... All of the cops involved, right? So Instagram post containing an image of Foreman wearing a shirt with an image of, oh, Foreman being Afro man. With an image of plaintiff Sean Cooley beside an image of Peter Griffin, a family guy. (laughs) (laughs) Caption. Good morning, ladies. What up, fellas? Congratulations to police officer Poundcake. Thank you for getting me 5.4 million hits on Dick (laughs) Doc. I couldn't have done it without you, obviously. Congratulations again. You're famous for all the wrong reasons. As you can see all my pound cake is gone officer pound cake confiscated my pound cake he said something happened to his body camera on the way to the evidence room lol
5: <laughs> So basically this complaint these retards connect the real names of all these people with the memes of cops such as lemon pound cake <laughs> You know you weren't known you weren't known as Sean Cooley
0: I know. You were known as
5: Lemon Pound Cake.
0: Yeah, but now it's Sean Cooley. That's hilarious. The fat
5: man every cop. Uh, And now you're, like, putting names to all of these memes. Yes. That's you doing that in this complaint. Nobody knew the names of all these officers beforehand.
0: No, you were just pigs.
5: But then they look (laughs) at the grainy video and they go, oh, yeah, that one's Sean Cooley. Okay. How is this helpful? (laughs) Now it's public record. Thanks. How many times are you gonna shoot yourselves in the foot over this incident? This is insane.
0: Uh it gets better. Uh-oh. There was one. Um, let me find it here. Well, you know, I mean, they've they've got links to all of his interviews, all his posts and stuff. It's just great PR for Afro Man and his new album. It's hilarious. Um Instagram post that portrays plaintiff Sean Grooms next to an image of Quasimodo of the Hunchback of Notre Dame caption, good morning ladies, the Hatch base of Adams KKK County said to get my new album. (laughs) It's just like all these drops. Uh, A picture of Judge Gabbert, the judge who signed the search warrant, next to an image of Droopy Dog. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the likeness is uncanny. It's hilarious.
5: Uh, It's the one thing that tyrants hate more than anything else is ridicule. They do not know how to respond to it. They have no counter to just plain ridicule.
0: (laughs) His name's Roy Droopy Gabbert. Vote him out before he signs a fictitious warrant, then send some overreacting, paranoid KK cops to your house, jeopardizing the lives of you and your family, stealing your money and disconnecting your home video security surveillance system. You know? Yeah. Uh... Le- plaintiff Lisa Phillips next to an image of the Mona Lisa <laughs> <coughs> captioned, here she is the condescending cunt <laughs> Oof. Adams KK County Sheriff Lieutenant Mona Lickum Low Lisa <laughs> to serve and disconnect your home video security surveillance system so you won't have proof of the Adams County Sheriff Department stealing money and other things around your house, even possibly planting false kidnapping evidence
5: Okay, so there's one instance where they named and shamed, but all they said was Lisa.
0: Yeah, and you know, the judge that signed the warrant named him and said, vote him out. Yeah. Little activism. It's a
5: public office action, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, if you're going to hold public office, you got to be subject to public scrutiny. That's right. That's just how it works.
0: And you know, instead of suing Afro Man, I feel like they should just be saying, sorry, we fucked up.
5: They just, uh, they should have said, you know what, that was out of line, it was obviously wrong, are bad. But no, they want to double down. Because that's what mad bitches do. They want to double down.
0: It would have been cool if they could have come together and made something together too. like Been like, look, we're sorry, we fucked up and then had like a music video that's them partying with our Afro man instead of him having to just diss them all the time because they're uh little bitches. And they're doubling down.
5: Maybe one day they'll learn, but I won't be holding this hit in until then.
0: I just feel like he should countersue them, personally. Not legal advice. I'm not an attorney. But the whole thing's ridiculous. They're just jealous. They just want the money.
5: They are very I mad. Mean, they that even, much is clear.
0: They even skimmed a little off the top.
5: 400 bucks, man. That's petty bullshit.
0: <laughs> yeah, super petty.
5: It's petty bullshit. But
0: anyways, man. I grabbed a clip from Afro man on Vlad TV. Oh, boy. On uh, what he thinks was going on. Because, uh, you know, the warrant was quite ridiculous.
1: You get charged with zero. Yes. Okay. I think they wanted to just try to kill me by accident in the raid. You know, like, <laughs> let's be honest. You know, okay. dude, like, <laughs> they wanted me to sneeze or the wind to blow the wrong way. Wanted me to pop up in my underwear holding the remote control to the TV so they can blame, you know, the remote and say, that's a pistol. I thought my partner's life was in, I you know... All of that and and then and then nothing. But they had to run around with pistols and stuff, you know. It's a it's a mind game, you know. Cop opportunists, he don't like you. He pull you over, you know, traffic. Hands up, out of the vehicle, search search you. Woo, 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 woo. Give you a warning. So you start off as a one eight seven suspect and work your way back to a, a civilian's traffic citation, you know what I'm saying? But They like to give you the opportunity to give them the opportunity Mm. to do something bad to you.
0: Yep. No doubt. I know. The interviewer laughed when he said that, but I was like, man.
5: Uh, It could have been. Quite plausible. It could have been a lot uglier. Definitely. It could have been not the uh, reason for joking and laughing. Yeah. That's for sure.
0: I know. Breaking a door in, going in with your guns up. I believe only his wife was home, Mm. and she recorded on her phone the encounter. Um, But, you know, in his song, Will You Help Me Repair My Door, Mm -hmm. he repeats the line, like, why did you have to traumatize my kids? Yeah. And that just, I cried the first time we watched that music video and it got to that part, because it's like, that's your home. Yeah. You know, how dare they? And Mm. it's a tale as old as time in the weed community. Mhm, Makes you sick. Yeah. Ah, uh, what wouldn't make me sick is if they decided to pull weed off of the Controlled Substances Act.
5: Oh boy. And of course. Talking about it for decades.
0: Yeah. The Secretary of uh, the Department of Health and Human Services, Xavier Becerra, has kind of taken the lead on this task that the dusty man in the White House, Biden, has put out there. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look into the scheduling of weed.
5: Yeah, look into thinking about talking about it.
0: Yeah, so he was doing an interview on a Pennsylvania channel, and a question came up about it.
4: The secretary has also been asked by the president to review the status of cannabis as an illegal federal Schedule I drug that conflicts with states with medical marijuana like Pennsylvania and recreational marijuana like Maryland, New Jersey, and New York. So is change coming soon? It'll all be based on the science. It'll be based on safety for Americans and whether or not we can show that there has been a change since the early 1990s in what cannabis means to America. Yeah, right. Might we have that decision by four twenty, April 20th? <laughs> well, I know we're going to try to move quickly. Uh, it's got to go through a number of hoops. And again, safety and efficacy are what will drive this uh, determination. So s- stay tuned.
0: Safety and efficacy, safe and effective, coming back again and again. Ugh. I love that journalist's cadence, though. John Delano of KDKA News. It was like a little, uh, I don't know, Lynchian or... Yeah. You know, got an interesting thing going on. <laughs> we yeah. gonna have a weed for 420... <laughs> Are you going to make a decision by 420? (laughs) April 20th, you know? That special day. Say. Yeah. Of course not. Of course there's no answer. They got to be safe and effective about the way that they look at the science. Oh, yeah,
5: yeah. Trust the science. (laughs) It's going to be based on the safety and efficacy
0: Uh, of a plant
5: that's never killed anybody ever in the whole fucking history of the earth.
0: A weed. Neat. No less. Okay, well... Thank you for your service. Yeah. (laughs) Not.
5: Let me get back on uh, those studies. Study after study. I got some fucking studies, man.
0: Yeah, they got some studying to do. Man, f*** them studies. DC was able to expand their medical weed program with the Medical Cannabis Amendment Act. Oh boy. Now, this bill passed in December and was signed by the mayor, but... Like all legislation in D.C., it had to go through Congress for a review period <laughs> in which the legislators had an opportunity to overturn it. Mm. But they chose not to. Oh. Yeah. So now this temporary measure that adults could self-certify as a medical patient has become permanent. So if you're 21 and older, you can just say, hey, I'm a medical patient. Get your license. You know, pay the fee, of, of course. Of course. Go in the database, of course. But mm-hmm. yeah, that you can just be a medical patient. Without going to a doctor's office. Is this a... It's a step in the right direction. I suppose.
1: After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all.
0: There's also no license cap now. Oh,
5: yeah, that's a definite step.
0: Yeah, for sure. But there is a process written in here for regulators to set a cap or moratoriums. Mm. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, if you continue gifting weed, you know, like you buy a t-shirt and you get some free weed with it, mm-hmm. after 315 days, you're going to get in trouble. That becomes a crime. You oh got to get licensed.
5: Got to get licensed to gift?
0: Yeah, licensed to sell legally okay. <laughs> in D.C. It's not called gifting anymore. So
5: they're done with this whole gift scam? <laughs> yes. This yeah. gift charade?
0: Now you got to be licensed. You can't be a free marketeer. <laughs> gotta be licensed slave yeah can't just sell weed or gift weed no more turns
5: out you can but
0: (laughs) fun fact (laughs) but okay Uh, they have 90 days to apply the gifters that's what they're saying like you got 90 days to license yourself i don't know how they would identify all the gifters out there
5: uh man i mean i don't know
0: (laughs) i can just see it now
5: just go out and identify as licensed right
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're at a birthday party. Hey, man, I got you a nug. And then all these like regulators show up. <laughs> put, put the, the nug, nug down. down. Put the, drop the nug. Drop the nug. <laughs> exactly. No gifting allowed.
5: Mm.
0: Anyways, uh, it also had language in here that says weed businesses can deduct what they should be able to, their business expenses, under the 280E. IRS code 280E, yeah. they can deduct those expenses under local statute. Oh, wow. So, yeah, hey, at least they can uh, so they write to, it off somewhere.
5: They had to make special legislation so that they could just be like everyone else, normal people.
0: Yeah. Well, it's going to be real funny if 280E ever gets fixed to allow weed businesses and they can just deduct it in both spots. Like they for, all the all the legislators forget about this. And it's like, I'll deduct it here, I'll deduct it here. But, you know, there's no license cap, but they say 50% of the licenses have to be reserved for social equity applicants. Hmm. Weird. And they also invented a new category of license, internet retailers. All right. You don't have to have a storefront. You can be a licensed internet retailer in D.C. That's a dumb
6: place to keep balls.
0: Online. (laughs) And...
5: (laughs) I store my bowls on my super secure server.
0: <laughs> bowls on the blockchain. <laughs> the, no, no. Uh, this all falls under the Alcoholic Beverage Regulation Administration, ABRA. But of course... Abra Kadabra. Yeah, that leads out leaves out weed. So, <laughs> ABRA became ABC. AB oh. motherfucking C. Alcoholic Beverage and Cannabis Administration. Wow. Yeah. Wow, indeed.
5: I don't know what to say. More letters in the alphabet soup.
0: Literally ABC.
5: Good work, government. (laughs) What do we do without you? How would Uh, we drive downtown without you?
0: How would we get out of bed without daddy government looking out for us?
5: uh, I I don't know.
0: (laughs) I do. (laughs) Just do it. In California, the legislature's Joint Legislative Audit Committee is investigating licensing corruption. We know what's going on. There's been so many articles about this. Money in brown paper bags and threats being made to city councilmen and women. Uh Uh-oh. Yep. Because Proposition 64, which passed in 2018, left all of the licensing... To cities and counties.
5: <laughs> what could go wrong?
0: Yeah, that put part-time, low-paid local elected officials as the gatekeepers here.
5: I mean, you know, out of all public officials, the peak retards are on city council.
0: Yes, I do. I know this for a fact. The
5: absolute <laughs> peak, most retarded bottom of the barrel are on the city council. Any city. A city near you.
0: Yeah. all Yes, all cities. Incredible. Well, less than half of California's cities and counties allow weed businesses. So this joint committee is going to audit six jurisdictions on the criteria that they use to approve permits, the patterns for licensing rules, uh, which ones are more susceptible to abuse, and they're going to check and see if the licensees are following all the rules that have been laid out. And their assumption is that it's going to lead to some new legislation and new regulations. Yay.
5: Hooray. Regulate me harder, Daddy.
0: Yeah. This joint committee should just be rolling joints.
5: You mind if I do it, Jay? Come on. Yeah.
0: In Colorado, Governor Jared Polis signed a bill allowing the state licensing authority to embargo and destroy pot. Mm. I know I don't like that. Mm. You know, they're saying, well, if it gets, they used a pesticide, that's not allowed or something, you know, we got to pull it off the shelves. Sure. Now we're good to just go ahead and destroy it. Wasteful.
5: I'll destroy it. <laughs> right. I know a good way. I have some uh, some methods to get rid of it. You can incinerate it.
0: <laughs> incinerate and obliterate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
5: I guess if it's full of fucking messed up fertilizers, then...
0: Meh. Uh... Nah. You know, with the free market, you've taken plenty of risks before.
5: There's sober children in Africa that would be happy to smoke
0: those J's. That's true. You could at least compost it. Uh, yeah, Do something. something. I don't know. <laughs> do
5: something. I don't know.
0: In Tallahassee, Florida, the mayor and city commission are clashing over the police department's decision not to fire an officer who tested positive for methamphetamines. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He claims that he accidentally took a family member's ADHD medication, which happened to be Adderall. Okay. Just totally accidentally ingested it. Like, thought it was a Mentos. Whoops.
5: You know what? Plausible.
0: Plausible, but unverified.
5: Sure. Which- okay. But, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to give anybody the benefit of the doubt on these fucking drug tests. I don't care if they're a cop or not. I'm willing to give anybody the benefit of the doubt. Drug tests are invasive. They're often stupid. And, uh, yeah, you can, I mean, you can eat too many fucking poppy muffins and pop for heroin.
0: That's true.
5: Uh, There's a lot of different ways you could pop for meth, including, whoops, I took an Adderall. I mean, that's one of the ways. Now, uh, how quickly it gets out of your system, that's kind of a, a red flag. But uh, and you know, how do they know to drug test the guy? Is it just like a, a current, weekly thing, or a monthly thing, or is it a random thing? Or is it an all the time thing? Uh, but popping positive for meth is very unlucky. Let's say, in terms of the, uh, you know, unless you unless you have meth in your system every day, uh, if it is just one of these accidental ingestion things, and then you also have a random drug screening kind of coinciding with the window in which that's metabolized in your body. That's unlucky.
0: I'm very anti-drug screening as well.
5: But uh, at the same time you know my, my opinion is that when you're at work your conduct should be evaluated based on the conduct itself not based on the chemical composition of your bodily fluids. Agreed. That's all.
0: Well here's where the rub comes. City policy demands termination for any employee who pops positive for illicit substances or illegal substances that they don't have a prescription for. Mm -hmm. So the city says, nope, he's terminated. That's it. That's the way it should be. But the chief has pointed to the opinion of the medical examiner, Mm. who just said, well, you know, it's an Adderall for sure. And this stipulation in their police benevolent associations agreement with the city that says, Discipline for consuming a drug that is not illegal but is against city policy can include a disciplinary action up to and including termination. So so they just
5: want to take the 12 spankings and get over with.
0: Yeah. You know, maybe he's a good cop and he's staying on the force. Yeah, They're keeping him. So it gets kind of crazy, though, because the commission is set to vote tomorrow on a new collective bargaining agreement. With that provision in it. Oh, boy. So the mayor is planning to make a motion to revoke that language. Wow. So that if you piss positive on anything, you're just out.
5: City Hall at war with its own police department is never (laughs) fun. It's always a mess. Yeah. Always a big mess.
0: Weirder still, there was a city human resources director who recommended to city management that the officer be terminated. You know? Yeah. little snitch action going on. Yeah. She was fired just a few days after that. So, of course, she's claiming retaliation. Yeah,
5: a little tit for tat, yeah. 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 People should just mind their own goddamn business.
0: Oh, the world would be such a better place.
5: Yeah, you know, it's like not that much to ask.
0: No, yeah. it's really not.
5: Got problems of your own, right?
0: Maybe not enough.
5: Guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, but who can solve those when you're busy fucking sticking your nose into someone else's shit?
0: Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. No doubt. In Kentucky, governor Andy Bashir signed a bill regulating Delta eight. We talked about this no. a few bowls ago. Uh, it just makes it 21 plus and states that retailers have to keep it behind a counter, but it also put the need for lab testing and an approval process into the hands of their cabinet for health and family services. So, womp, womp. Another free market, dead. You know, now just forced to undergo lab testing. Boo. Pay money to other people. Get a new middleman. Metric, M-E-T-R-C, has expanded its track and trace government contracts. Now, with Maryland... So that's uh, 23 government contracts they have out of the 38 states that have some form of legal weed.
5: When you talk about a single point of failure, wowie-zowie.
0: Yeah, and uh, remember, remember the failure of 420 last year. Yep. Everything was down. Surely, Surely
5: it'll go off without a hitch this year.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, only a month to find out. In Massachusetts, regulators are still putting out fires after that data breach we talked about. So we mentioned that a journalist had asked for information on, you know, they didn't give any details on it. And they accidentally sent that journalist 17,000 rows of personal information with names and birthdays and addresses for all these people that worked at dispensaries or owned dispensaries and cultivators and such. Turns out that... This journalist was one I've brought to the bowl before. Uh, he's an independent journalist. Grant Smith Ellis, he runs off of Patreon. And uh, this, uh, this article from WGBH was quick to point out he has 25 paid subscribers. Oof.
5: Hot damn.
0: I know. Time to go value for value, Grant. But anyways, he was investigating any communications related to Kirilief and their potential Russian ties so, I guess these regulators called Grant and told him, hey, you know, they asked him to delete the, all the personal information, and he agreed to that, no problem. But then he put up a blog post using some of the communications he received saying, hey, it looks like there is a an investigation ongoing into the Curly fresh ties. And he got this call from those the cannabis regulators saying, you have to take that post down. Take it down. You like, can't say it. Take your, it down. Your life is in danger. More than just your life is in danger. Like your all mom of, is
5: in danger. All of
0: our lives are in danger. And in a disappointing move, he did remove his article. Bummed me out.
5: Want, womp. Because
0: I didn't get to read it. <laughs> um, And to me, I immediately saw that and was like, I think they're just embarrassed. You know?
5: Many such cases. I think
0: they're just embarrassed. But it got so bad that his law school told him not to come to campus, and he went into hiding at a safe house. Uh Uh-oh. That's how threatened he felt by the whole thing. I think it's just embarrassing on all sides. Yeah. But hey, at least they send information to the journalists that request it.
5: Hey, I think it's jealousy.
0: (laughs) I think it's jealousy. I think it's jealousy. I think it's jealousy. It's just hilarious how you know they can really play off of the saying Russia thing here. Big bad scary Russia. Oh god. Russia. Oh well. Grant also wrote a story this week about MCR Labs who had an unannounced inspection from the Massachusetts Cannabis Commissioners and they were very unhappy about it. So they've written a letter to the commission uh just saying that hey Your employees showed up. They were disorganized. They didn't tell us why they were there. They came unannounced. They handled specimens without gloves. They wouldn't sign in or give us their identities. You know, everything they touched without gloves became contaminated and we had to dump it.
5: Isn't that why you have like an armed guard at the door or whatever?
0: I guess these labs don't, you know. Uh, They were hovering over workers, telling them to say things to clients and... Physically touching them, also. Mm. You know, no details on that, if it was like a poke or a punch in the arm. But either way, that's aggravating. You're in my workplace, buddy. Let me do my job. And the CEO kind of suggested that it might be payback, because he just gave a presentation at the New England Cannabis Convention on March 10th, where he criticized the commission's approach to regulating independent testing labs. And so, you know, I guess they were like, hey, what do you think about this? It will show up and harass your people. Wow. Real mature. Yeah. Well, you know. Massachusetts. Also known as Massive Two Shits. Anyways, in uh, Michigan, the Attorney General has issued 12 warrants for dispensary break-ins. I guess there were 20 break-ins last May. And... They believe they've found the 12 individuals responsible for them because someone had a video of these folks, very fine people, throwing (laughs) a safe off of the roof of a house trying to break it. Ah, jeez. A safe that, of course, belonged to a dispensary. Now, safe breaking is a felony that can get you life in prison. So that's no-joking matter. Nothing to record for the gram, you know? But here they are. So they were identified, and the attorney general took the time in the press release about this to mention that this is an unfortunate example of why Congress should do something and, you know, maybe pass the Safe Banking Act, the Secure and Fair Enforcement Banking Act, so that weed businesses can work with banks instead of storing cash in a safe.
5: I just, hey there's this need for extra laws to be put in place. Like, uh, can we just take some laws off? Like, delete some laws. Yeah. Why can't we fix something by repealing laws, not adding new laws? Uh, Anyway.
0: Yeah, because then you're going to have the law on the books that says banks can't work with weed or illegal substances. Weed's still on the Controlled Substances Act, and uh, this on top of it all. Exactly. It's too much. But it's been too much for far too long. So we're just going to keep adding shit into the fire at this point, I guess. And you know what, though? These dispensaries could also just start using and taking Bitcoin and say fuck it all. There you go. You know? <laughs> uh, anyway, two of these defendants out of the 12 were arrested in a separate case involving an attempted robbery at a dispensary back in March of 2022. So, you know, repeat offenders. In St. Louis, the county council is considering revising its clean air code to prevent people from smoking weed in parks. Parks, a lovely place to smoke your pot. But perhaps not for very much longer. Yeah. Unfortunate. Then in North Dakota, Governor Doug Burgum signed a law, a bill into law, that allows people receiving hospice care to self-certify as medical patients. To expedite their access to relief.
5: Well, that's nice.
0: Yeah. It's the least he could do. Right. Right? They're going to die. Give them some weed. In Oregon, there's a can of biz challenging the state's ban on interstate commerce and asking a federal judge to let it be heard after the state filed a motion to dismiss it. This was a wholesaler, and they sued back in November of 2022, arguing that the state's export ban violates the Constitution's dormant commerce clause, which says states can't independently regulate interstate commerce. Um, Of course, state came back and said, well, federal law prohibits exports of weed because weed's still federally illegal. And they countered, saying the Controlled Substances Act didn't eliminate commerce in weed any more than a criminal statute eliminates the crime or the conduct that it forbids. Sure. So eh, we'll see where it goes. I think it's interesting. I mean, that would be cool if Oregon was like, hey, it's cool to export weed. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how the other states would look at importing it, but you never know.
5: It's all wrecked as long as it remains federally 100% illegal. It's just all wrecked. Yeah. And that's how they want it to stay.
0: Yeah, they make good money that way. In South Dakota, Governor Kristi Noem vetoed a bill which would have allowed hemp products to contain up to 5% THC. Damn. Yeah, I think that's too bad. Oh yeah,
5: Kristi Noem, the freedom governor.
0: (laughs) Not when it comes to weed.
2: Okay, you idiots! Who voted
0: for him? Yeah. Who? Oh well. And I have an update from Tennessee on those kids that were taken into custody. Uh, they had a hearing in juvenile court Monday, and it was noted in the press that six officials from the Department of Child Services showed up, including the chief legal counsel, deputy commissioner, and the communications director, which is an unusually high-level turnout for a county juvenile court case.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Um but the during the hearing The DCS noted, well, hey, you know, you can't say that we were racist against you because 35% of our caseworkers are black. Okay. (laughs) And DCS also filed motions to refer the couple (laughs) for criminal prosecution.
5: That's like the, some of my best friends are black argument. It's
0: exactly (laughs) like that. It's It's embarrassing.
5: (laughs) Okay. What? All right.
0: It's embarrassing. And it's like, you know, this, the whole thing is pretty stupid. To take five kids away from their parents after a roach was found in the car. Yeah. It's shameful.
5: We did get a texter uh, texting in about that, actually. Oh, yeah? Yes. Uh, Sir Seat Sitter finally catching up on the last, uh, on the end of the last BAB. Coffee County is where Bonnaroo is. They are the worst.
0: Oh, I didn't know that's where Bonnaroo is.
5: Yeah. It makes sense uh, when you learn that factoid, because it is uh, bumfuck Egypt- Out in the middle of nowhere and uh, they really hate uh, everything.
0: Yeah, that's too bad.
5: Coffee County is definitely a dumb place to keep bowls. That's a dumb place to keep bowls. Mm. And roaches and everything else.
0: Yeah, just don't drive through it, I guess, if you can help it. (laughs) If you can help it. (laughs) Uh, Well, there were no uh, details on the outcome of those criminal prosecution motions that DCS filed, Mm. but the Drug tests were brought up. The alleged statements from the children were brought up. And so they've decided that the kids are to remain in state custody. God damn it. Which really pisses me off. Now, they have five kids. One is a breastfeeding infant. And originally, the kids were split between three different foster homes, which just makes you sick. Because imagine being that kid. Like, how scary is this whole thing? It's terrifying. And um, luckily for the family, they did find a relative or they do have a relative in the Nashville area and the state agreed to let them serve as a foster family. So all the kids are back together. They're staying with a relative, but they're not free to go home with mom and dad.
5: Yeah, uh, It's interesting when CPS gets involved Then you become guilty until proven innocent. Isn't it? It's a little bit fucking whack.
0: And it seems like they're going off of this hair follicle test that they forced them to take after the mom peed negative for any substance and Mm -hmm. the dad peed positive for weed. uh, They did the hair follicle test, which is, you can't even use it in court. Right. Because it's so inaccurate. And that said meth and fentanyl and something else like cocaine or something else
5: they have scattered around the lab.
0: Yeah. So it makes me sick for this family. And um, there was uh, an activist there by the name of Theta Murphy. She's the executive director of the No Exceptions Prison Collective. And she said that d c s is doing so poorly. they don't even have appropriate places to send these kids that they're kidnapping. yeah, let's say snatch
5: first ask questions later. it's It's unconscionable.
0: and she said there's that this a,
5: is allowed to happen,
0: yeah, there's examples of kids. Being put to bed in offices in hallways, just being told, Yeah, you gotta sleep on the floor. We don't have a home for you. How terrible is that?
5: Child endangerment.
0: Yeah, child abuse. Child right
5: abuse. These people should all be locked up for the very thing they're claiming to prevent. Yeah. And locked up would be the merciful way to go about that.
0: Caseworkers are the worst. I don't know. The whole profession really turns me off, man. Yeah. Uh and finally, I just got one more thing from South Dakota. Christy Noem did sign a bill, which added a few debilitating conditions to the medical qualifiers, but it prohibits pregnant and breastfeeding women from getting a medical recommendation. <laughs> so you got to get it before you're pregnant or after you're done breastfeeding. It also restricts the doctor's financial relationships with weed businesses, which... Okay. <laughs> yeah.
5: I'm sure that was like a f- big pipeline, right?
0: Right, yeah. They probably get, what, like five bucks a referral or I something? I have no I don't
5: idea. Know.
0: Yeah, they're, they've they tried to look into it in Pennsylvania, too.
5: Maybe it's going on. I, but I the have watchdogs. No
0: idea. Well, you know, you see those signs that are like, call us today to become a patient, and then they hook you up with a doctor.
5: Right, but that's always like a guy wearing a lab coat that's like, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, a joke.
5: It's like a, he's the doctor, like a...
0: And it's like 20 bucks Give right. him like twenty bucks. It's chump right. change.
5: He's like, oh yeah, seems like muscle spasms.
0: Yep. Oh, you get headaches. Great. Qualifies. Mm-hmm. Not in South Dakota though. But anyways, that's all I got for behind the curtain tonight.
5: No. That was a good, uh, good run.
0: Yep. Hell of a rundown.
5: I was hoping we wouldn't go to Coffee County, but at least we didn't stay there long. No. Just drive right on through.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: Not too fast. Not too slow. Just do the speed limit and get the hell out of there. Uh, you know who else is doing the speed limit? That's the Rev Cybertrucker.
0: Yeah, Rev.
5: As he's rolling around the country, he's uh, reportedly back on the road after a nice five-day rest at home. No, he's rolling again. But uh, before he rolled out onto uh, his good duties, he did send us a metal moment. <laughs>
4: In the bowl and in the morning, this here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker, and Kenny, and Rogu with this week's Metal Moment. Two bowls ago, I put out a poll of what I should play on this Metal Moment, and I gotta say, Metalcore beat out Doom, Speed, and Death. And even though it's just a little bit early, I've gotta say, April Fools, bowlers. Oh, no. You see, I had chosen tonight's Metal Moment before I even put out the poll. You tricky Me man. First and the Gimme Gimmies are a punk band, although they work strictly as a cover band. They specialize in rapid-fire punk interpretations of a wide range of songs, often with a humorous edge. From the 1999 album, Are a Drag, this is Me First and the Gimme Gimmies, Over the Rainbow.
5: Rev activating the audience.
0: Yes, I feel the programming surging through my veins.
5: There we are. Uh now you are carrying out your mission. <laughs> Bowlers, please <laughs> sit down and smoke a bowl. Forget about the mission. That's, right. That's oh, right. Fantastic. That was a great one. Good cover. Good cover. You can always uh check out the Rev shenanigans by following him over at No Agenda Social. He is at Rev Cybertrucker at noagenda social.com. Uh, he has included this week a metal moment blooper.
4: Two bowls ago, I put up a po, 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 po- Fuck, the warranty on my tongue
5: ran out. <laughs> oh, can't feel call in that. that warranty. Uh, we did get some pins slapping the bowls while we were behind the curtain, by the way.
0: Yeah, I heard that.
5: Yeah. Come out here and I see a 10101 Sats from C Dubs. And he has uh, the little man with the arms in the air.
0: The yay man. The
5: yay man. We are very uh, big fans of the yay man. That coming from Podcast Index. And then another test, test, toke for 420.
0: So we appreciate
5: you, C-dubs. See you there. See you there slapping them pins. Love you, C-dubs. You know what also, uh, what else I see, what Elso I see, is uh, some bowlers ringing the bowl line.
0: Oh, we got a little jingle for that.
5: That's right. We do have a little jingle. It is called.
1: First time.
5: First time I ever. First time you ever did a thing. We pick a new thing every week, and uh, you tell us the first time you did it. This thing uh, this week is the first time I ever planted something. And uh, bowlers have been calling in. Uh, this one, a first-time bowler, and I have my suspicions. Transcription not available, so
0: mm. uh,
5: sounds pretty quiet. It is currently playing currently playing pussy <laughs> uh Collar, you're muted i believe
0: it might be our old friend scam likely
5: uh maybe maybe
0: we'll never know
5: never know caller you gotta unmute your call uh, when you call the bold line figure it out figure it out this next caller knows exactly what to do every time
0: hey 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 oh first time i ever
6: grew something yeah well i mean oh yeah Speaking of bowl after bowl, though, yeah, I have two bowls here. One from some leftovers from last night, and uh, that I'm heating up right now. Does that work? That's and a dumb place to keep bowls. The other one has some crunchy, like bar mix kind of whatever stuff. So I'm just gonna throw in there to make it a little bit crunchy, make it a little bit more filling. So yeah, so two bowls, bowl after bowl. Yeah. First time I ever grew something, uh, I, th- I don't remember. Uh, probably, you know, probably just some little plant or something at the house growing mm-hmm. up, and and whatnot. Um, you know, cool to see your, my dad would have a garden. He called it the salsa garden because uh, there's a lot of tomatoes and peppers and stuff like that. You know, he's always had a garden for a long time and a uh, small little one, but yeah, so planting stuff like that and uh, usually I didn't do too much. It was usually just prepping the soil or helping prep the soil and then tear it up when the season was over. But uh, my wife started in the garden second time or for the second time and uh, this one's gonna be a little bit more elaborate, but she's got even like, go, like a grow light and like actually starting from seeds versus from starter plants and stuff like that. It's been nice. cool to see
2: because
6: yeah. she just put some of the seeds in there like last week, and there's already stuff popping and and whatnot. So uh, popping out of the soil, so we're putting down in the sun and in the grow light and whatnot. So yeah, been a been enjoyable, but gotta uh, go outside and get the. The ground all prepped, but uh, it is interesting to just to see how quickly uh, things sprout it's almost like if you never did a garden and and uh, all you ever dealt with is like how these weeds come up so fast and that's how it goes with some of these plants like wow these things are already already popping out of the soil and just put the seed in like a couple of days ago so
5: Yeesh. super quick
6: how you guys doing
5: we're doing great great
6: most excellent glad to hear. Uh, yeah. So, all right. I love you guys. Love you. that Every day. And, uh, whether it's before 7 a.m. or it's, uh, whatever time, 9 p.m. or whatever.
5: It's after midnight. Uh, you know,
6: doesn't matter when. We're going to hang out. hang say.
5: <laughs> Ooh. He's doing the... Ma-
4: oh, okay oh.
5: Those cacahs are getting intense. Whew. <laughs> Somebody give that man a tank of oxygen.
0: <laughs> seriously. Yeah, seriously. The cacao that just keeps giving.
5: Keeps on cacahing. Cacophony of cacaw. Well, I appreciate you, Christopher Battles. When did you ever plant something? You remember the first time? Way the back when?
0: F- the first time I remember was in... Kindergarten. No. Oh. When the teacher was doing a little plant biology lesson, I guess. Yep. And we got plastic cups and yep. we all put some dirt in it. And then we took a little seed for beans, like a bean seed. Yeah. And we put it in the dirt. And uh, yeah, I guess in just a few days, that thing sprouted.
5: Sprouted a dang old bean.
0: Mine sprouted at least. I'm They're pretty fast. sure everyone's sprouted in my class. I bet that the teachers. If one hadn't sprouted, might have, you know, switched it out.
5: That's always a good thing, right, to have a backup plan.
0: Yeah. For kindergartners, yeah, definitely. So that was the first time I remember, but my great-grandparents always kept a garden with tomatoes, and they had a strawberry patch, and so I always helped them plant stuff nice. as a little one. Yep. Spent a lot of good time in the garden. That's what's up. That's where I like to be.
5: Uh, No, this next color is a known grower.
3: In the bowl, Madam Delorean and Sir Spencer. In the bowl. In the this bowl, Vox.
5: What's up, Vox? in Jasper
3: Alabama. All right. And I am going to tell you about the first time I planted something that I remember because, you know, my mom and my grandma was—they were both very plant people. They had all those, you know, the flower gardens and the and the vegetable gardens and the house plants everywhere. So I know that I used to big air quote, help, yep. when I was too little to really have conscious memory, and that mostly meant just, you know, kind of spreading dirt around and getting in the way. But <laughs> the first time that I can actually remember planting something was at a uh, Sunday school. We had a thing at the Sunday school, and there was a Bible verse in, I don't know, one of the Gospels, I think it was Matthew. Anyway, well, I know that several of the gospel writers wrote about the mustard seeds, right, yeah. but I think it was Matthew that wrote about the mustard seed. if you had the faith like the mustard seed, you could tell the mountain to move, and it would right yeah. mm-hmm. and and so that's the gist of the verse and the and and it was basically saying nothing's nothing is impossible if you have the faith of a mustard seed. And they were trying to illustrate like what what the faith meant, and I think it was more about nurturing than anything else, like nurturing an idea or a thought or a belief or something. So, they gave us the mustard seeds in the springtime, and we planted the little seeds in in the those pellets, you know, the little peat moss pellets. And when they sprouted, we put them in uh, containers, and we grew these like I mean, they turned into respectable bushes. They were little teeny tiny seeds, grew into respectable bushes. And that's kind of what the verse was about. Um, and when we were done with it, uh, because they, we, we let them grow up into their bushes and then, uh, shook off the little bit. They, they're a grain. Mustard's a grain. And you, you shake the grains and you can get your seeds off and then you crush them up and we made mustard. And then we made honey mustard out of the mustard and we took it to a church. Um, it was in the fall time. We're not fall, like, you know, Labor Day time. Um, to the, the church picnic thing Mm. and people got to have the Sunday schools, uh, honey mustard that we made out of our mustard seed that we got from our mustard plants that we planted for Jesus or whatever. So, you know, the thing is though, I was never able to move a mountain. I tried, but I believe that requires explosives. (laughs)
0: Anyway, in the bowl y'all later. Adios. In the bowl, Vox. Yeah. That's a fun one.
5: Yeah, no doubt.
0: Only thing Sunday school ever did when I went there like three times was make noodle art and coloring pages. Lame.
5: Hmm. Indeed.
0: You remember the first time you ever planted something?
5: Well, you brought up the school thing and it just occurred to me that I did a kindergarten plant thing too. We did mums. Oh. We planted mums in cups. Cute. Cute. Uh, I think it was a Mother's Day mum thing. Take a mum home to your mum.
0: Mum for mum.
5: Yeah. Or maybe it was marigolds. Something like that. Now I can't remember. But the first time I ever remember planting something like on purpose, it was my idea. Uh, Where are these watermelon seeds? So we had watermelon when I was a kid. It was maybe, I don't know, single digit age. Can't exactly remember. Seven, eight, nine, ten, something like that. Probably not quite ten. And uh, ate the uh, ate the watermelon, had all these seeds left over. I was like, oh, watermelon seeds, go in the dirt, make a watermelon, right? Yeah. That's what happens. Uh, so there was, like, a spot in the front yard, and we just had, like, some ornamental bushes there. We didn't have anything else. And so I just dug a little hole and put the seeds in there. And, uh... My parents knew, like, I planted the seeds and they are like, oh, you know, they're not going to grow or whatever. Like, that was the assumption. They just wouldn't grow. I don't know why, but they did grow. And they sprouted out and then they vined out across the yard and they made uh, some big ass watermelons, actually. Nice. Eventually. And then we ate uh, watermelon again. Turns out you can uh, keep the watermelon going. Just stick the seeds in the dirt. So I uh, grew, the, grew the impossible watermelons. They doubted my watermelon, but uh, there they were. Nice. Once the melon appears, you can no longer doubt it. That was the first time I ever like planted something on purpose.
0: That's cool. And just on your own. Uh, This next
5: color might be a total plant.
0: Hey, guys. I'd hit you with the customary bong rip.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, to start off the, uh, the voicemail, but uh, tragically, I'm currently out. Oh, no. But... Uh, question of the day. We quit? I bowl, just thought we were out. It's your boy, Fiverr. What's fiver? up, uh, Pfeiffer? Question of the day being, what was the first thing you ever planted? Yes. And I don't recall if my mom ever like helped, had me help with the garden or anything prior to this, but I do remember it, it, was, it was middle, uh, not middle school. It was elementary school, third or fourth grade, and I believe it was fourth grade. It was Arbor Day, and they sent us home with saplings, and mine happened to be a cypress. Mm. And my parents, they live on a hill. You know, it's the Ozarks, so there's a bunch of hills. Right. So they live on a hill, and towards the bottom of the, their yard, it flattens out a bit, so it, it stays pretty wet down there. It seemed like a perfect place for a cypress. So I planted it, and now some 35-odd years later, it is... It's a like a 40 50 foot tree. It's doing wonderfully. It's nice. great. Every time I go back to my parents, I kind of like I like to check up check out to see how my tree do, is doing because it's like yeah, it was basically the first thing I planted. Killer. So uh like I said, you know, just going home to visit my folks, I always kind of like go check out and see how my tree is doing. That's fun. Anyway, you know, I've uh, I've of course grown plenty of things since then. Hey-o. I do enjoy my green thumb. But uh yeah, it's a good question. I enjoyed the it. Have a good show, guys. In the bowl.
5: In the bowl, Pfeiffer. In
0: the bowl. That's awesome. That's right. I love checking in with the trees.
5: Tree is a great thing to plant just because it's like a legacy plant, you know. It'll outlive you if all goes right. So that's very cool. Very awesome. Pfeiffer, by the way, uh, calls us often and uh, we always neglect to mention that. He does the two-hour folk hour on Sunday mornings with uh, our boy Fletcher. That's right. That you should tune into. Before, Actually, it's Rusty Apples. Uh, before Oh, Rusty Apples. That's right. <laughs> he just sounds like somebody I know. Yeah. Rusty Apples and Pfeiffer on the two-hour folk hour, and uh, that kicks off at like 9 central on Sundays. So uh, you want to do that. You don't want to miss it.
0: And now we have to think of the next first time I ever... Yeah, there's a, a list that always floats around...
5: Sometimes it's easier to find than other times, but this time... Like this time? It's pretty easy. Yay! Uh, including such F ties as First Time I Changed Jobs. Did we do that one? Yes. I think that... Uh,
0: I believe we did.
5: I'm looking at that one and I remember doing it, because I remember talking about changing jobs. Uh Oh, no, it was Got Fired.
0: Yeah, we definitely did that one.
5: So maybe, because Got Promoted is on here. <laughs> it's like a lot of uh, similar job type stuff.
0: Work stuff.
5: First time I ever peed during a live podcast. Wow, I'm about to have to do that one. I don't think I've done it, but uh, first time I went to a conference.
0: I've never done a podcast pee. I'd do one.
5: <laughs> okay. Uh, I know that's a lie.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> like detector
5: determined that was a lie. Uh, cooked a turkey. What else we got? Coined a phrase. Uh farted during sex. Sat in a heated seat. I mean I got a lot to choose from here. Got a lot to choose from.
0: I'd uh go for sitting in heated seats. Okay,
5: first time i ever sat in a heated seat. I like yeah. it I like it. If you remember the hot seat sit, uh you can get your call in at 816-607-3663 anytime, night or day. And uh it'll be there for you. And now that we've picked that, we can do this. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.
0: Let's go bold Go bowling, 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 yeah! Greenland won't be changing their clocks ever again. They're sticking to daylight saving time. About fucking time. Yep, came up for a parliament vote. They said, fuck it, we're staying.
5: Cool, let's do everybody else now.
0: Yeah, seriously. It would be nice. (sighs) In Florida, a principal had to resign after students were shown... The Statue of David. What? Yeah. Now this really ticks me off. Oh. Because it wasn't many bowls ago when I mentioned that I believe it was around first grade, there was a little Renaissance art lesson at my private school that I had. I went up to until uh, third grade, mm-hmm. and they put a little sticky note. Over David's private parts, you know? His wee-wee. And I thought that was so stupid and shameful and just, you know, it's a masterpiece to treat it like that. They ought to be ashamed of themselves. Well, at this Tallahassee charter school, one parent complained that the statue of David is pornographic Ugh. You know? No. And then other par- parents just started piling on, and two of them were like, hey, we want to be notified if the school's going to give a lesson like that to our kids. Stupid. Renaissance art. You know, like, uh, I think they also had Venus in there. The birth of Venus. Yeah. No one's complaining about that. She's not wearing any clothes either. Just David. Sexist. Yeah.
5: Well, we live in a highly anti-Wiener society, so... Uh,
0: Well, anyways, the school board chairman gave this principal an ultimatum. Resign or be terminated. So obviously... She put in her resignation, and over on the other side of the world, the mayor of Florence... And the museum director have personally invited her over to enjoy the statue of David, and they're bashing the parents, inviting them also to visit so that they can learn some appreciation. And there was a quote from the museum director saying, To think that David could be pornographic means truly not understanding the contents of the Bible, not understanding Western culture, and not understanding Renaissance art.
5: Not understanding a lot of things. Yeah. Pornographic. Give me a break, dog.
0: Yeah. This word you use. I do not think it means what you think it means. It's not like
5: David is spanking his dank.
0: Yeah, or sticking it in something. No. It's just a flaccid penis.
5: He's just standing there.
0: He's just standing there. Ridiculous. It is.
5: Oh. (sighs) Retards are in everything. What are you going to say? It just bummed me
0: out because, like... I had just talked about on the bull how silly that was. Yeah. You I know. know, covering it up. Yeah. And then I'm like, shit. Did some parent listen to the bull? And they're like, you know what? I'm going to be funny. I'm going to be outraged. <laughs> Not funny.
5: Not that funny, dog. No. No, nah, no parents listen to the bull uh, and fire people at the same yeah. time. Yeah. It's one or the other.
0: <laughs> Those who listen to the bull have great art appreciation That's skills. Right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, if you were in jail and you found a way out, where would you go? you
5: um, you
0: just made an escape from prison.
5: I'm going to go get a change of clothes.
0: Yeah. Maybe like home or a safe house or something. Yeah. I'll well, try to call you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I will be there and I will get you out of trouble. Cool. <laughs> They'll never see you again. But anyways, that wasn't the case for these two dudes in Virginia. They uh, made a tool out of a toothbrush and some unspecified metal object, then dug a hole in their cell wall and used the rebar between the walls to further escape. Uh, and then, you know, they had to scale a containment wall. So they did all this work to get out of jail. Mm-hmm. And then where do they go? Fucking IHOP.
5: Oh, man.
0: They went to an IHOP and some other patrons decided to call them in.
5: Ah. Uh, were they still in their orange?
0: You know, it doesn't say. I'd like to think that they got a change of clothes, but maybe not. We'll never know. Damn it. It's unfortunate. IHOP. To get caught just hours later at an IHOP.
5: You know, the international uh, waters type rules don't actually apply in IHOP. <laughs>
0: Things you learn in the bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, A lot of
5: people think that, but it uh, turns out, no.
0: Ugh. I just... Uh, who gets out of jail and is like, you know, I just feel like a pancake and spending money. Let's go to an IHOP.
5: Yeah, let's go to a public place. Yeah. With cameras.
0: So, one was in custody on charges including contempt of court and probation violations and the other guy was uh, there on charges of credit card fraud, forgery, grand larceny, and probation violations. So, charges related to their escape are pending. Mm. Yep. In Washington, a family called the police because they noticed that $3,000 in cash, a passport, a wallet, and a few other things were stolen out of their house. But there was no sign of forced entry or whatever so the officers showed up and they were like hey you smell that? Uh oh. Yeah I smell that. Do any of you smoke cigarettes? No 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 one in the family smokes cigarettes. Okay start looking around and they get to the attic and there they find a makeshift bed and some drug paraphernalia and half eaten food they you know turned back to the family and were like hey uh Did you know you got someone living upstairs in your attic? No. Of course not, where they would have been charging rent. (laughs) But anyways, whoever it was was nowhere to be found, so cops just said, don't worry, they'll be back. Yep. And sure enough, the next day, this dude showed back up with all of the items that had been reported stolen, along with some meth and 11 fentanyl pills. (laughs) Oh, man. Yep. So he got picked up. He's 24-year-old, and no one knows how long he was living up there. But I'm just saying, these attic stories are starting to pile up. Alligators in the attic, strangers in the attic.
5: It's a hot spot. Bowlers. For
0: you got to check your attic every once in a while. Yeah. I know it's spooky. <laughs> just do it, okay? We don't want strangers in your attic. No. That's what, one of my favorite internet videos. Was
5: Oh that guy climbing out of the cabinet yeah. or
0: whatever. Dude climbs out of this cabinet that connected to like a loft above a loft or something and just scales the fridge and drinks some milk and then climbs back. Up. It's so creepy. That's so creepy. That's the like the creepiest thing to be.
5: Meth heads can find the weirdest hidey holes, bro.
0: Yeah. And they're quick. Like ninjas. Yeah. Because of all the meth.
5: They can hear well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh well. You know who couldn't hear well? Who? The rescue team sent out to find five boys trapped in the sewers of New York. Oh, God. Yeah. I think they were looking for Nick the Rat.
5: Uh Uh-oh.
0: Didn't go so well, though. Uh, Five boys, ages 11 and 12, decided to crawl through a storm drain tunnel in Staten Island, or on Staten Island, and walked about a quarter mile before realizing they were lost. Luckily, one of them had a cell phone. And it worked. They were able to call 911. And so, you know, dispatchers sent a team out to him for the rescue. And this kid stayed on the phone and were like, hey, we heard sirens go by. So you guys must have passed us. And the dispatcher's like, well, hey, look, we don't exactly know where you are. So why don't you just scream as loud as you possibly can so that the rescuers can hear you? And they did. And it worked. You know, after a little while, they were found. Nice. But I guess they were down there for all of an hour. Oh, wow. None of them were injured.
5: Feels like a lifetime. It's only an hour.
0: Yeah, but when you're 11 and 12, I mean, it's not as bad as when you're five, but an hour can be a long time, especially in the sewers. In Massachusetts, a man got four and a half years in prison for his role in an $8 million online romance scam. This is the new Nigerian prince, you guys.
5: Hot cash.
0: 30-year-old Kofi Osai. That's his name. And guess what? He's from Ghana.
5: All cash, baby.
0: He's from Ghana. Close enough. (laughs) He made all of these fake dating profiles on companionship apps for older people. So he was targeting the boomers. You know, he's a boomer buster. And anyways, he would gradually gain the victim's trust, tell him he was a successful business guy in oil, you know, big money, of course. Yeah. I'm a big oil man. Big time. And then something would happen, and he would ask them to wire money into one of his many bank accounts that were opened with fake passports and aliases and phony business names. And then, you know, once the deposit hit, it would be withdrawn very quickly. And unbeknownst to these victims, the money was often used to buy cars that were sent to Nigeria to be sold. Whoops! So Nigeria does come into this, you know? Yeah. Buying cars for the Nigerian prince. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this guy made $4 million for himself, so he took half of the stolen funds. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. But the uh, stories of the victims are just so sad. Like, one woman in Florida was told hey, your boyfriend needs funds to secure his release from custody after his oil rig exploded. Oh, God. And she, yeah, that was her reaction. Oh, God. And she sent the $200,000 requested, you know? Yep. Because she wanted to help her boyfriend. wasn't her boyfriend. It was a Nigerian prince.
5: Ah, always with the princes.
0: Then in California, a woman sent $65,000 after being told that He had an incident at one of his many overseas work sites and needed the money to get out of jail and also support the employees who were injured by said accident. So, you know, playing on their emotions and stuff. Hmm. Anyways, this guy was a legal immigrant to the United States who, I guess, was pursuing a career Ah! in professional soccer. But instead, he went for a career as a professional flim-flammer. Of the boomers. Little flim flam man. Yeah. Anyways, he could have gotten a nine-year sentence, but they sought leniency because, well, he was remorseful, and I guess he's a loving father with no prior criminal history. Yeah, well. In Ohio, a family evacuated their house after high levels of carbon monoxide were detected. Oh, boy. Yeah. And uh, it was true. It wasn't a false alarm. But you know what caused it? What? An owl stuck in their chimney.
5: You gotta be kidding me.
0: Yep. Not kidding. Yeah. So the dog wardens out there were able to safely remove the owl, and it flew away. They don't know exactly what type of owl it was, but I guess this is a common occurrence for barred owls. Because they don't build their own nests. They're cavity nesters. So they're always looking for a hollow tree or something else's nest to lay their eggs in. And the only advice they gave was, hey, you got a chimney? Put a metal cap on that that has a screen on it so that these owls can't get in.
5: Gotta keep the owls out, man. The owls are not what they seem.
0: They sure aren't. They'll cause carbon monoxide leaks, man. Crazy. Crazy. Six Colorado fishermen have been ordered to pay $1,100 each after catching 463 pounds of salmon in Michigan. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. It's too much salmon. This fishing expedition happened in October of last year. Dudes' ages range from 29 to 56. They didn't have valid fishing licenses to, you know, be catching salmon and michigan and i guess they were using illegal tackle but i kept wondering how did they get caught you know oh turns out there was an angler who witnessed their crimes and decided to send in a tip to the department of natural resources it's
5: always a snitch isn't it
0: yeah so the department sent some dudes out and they saw the men trying to break off their fishing lines and hide their illegal fishing gear um and you know what they did they confiscated the fish from them they confiscated 17 salmon and 40 to 50 already filleted salmons out of coolers. You know, Jeez. that's a lot of work.
5: That is a lot of work.
0: And then they just take it. And then they pose for a picture with all of the stuff they stole from them. I,
5: I hate those steel brag things that the cops do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's never good. This department's no better. So, ugh, I guess if they had had... A license, they would have been allowed to keep five salmon each. Big whoop. 30 fish total. So, the department says that they were able to donate the salmon to county families that same day that they were recovered. So, Well, at least
5: they didn't throw it in the garbage.
0: Right. Yeah, at least. And cover it with bleach. Now, a strange story came out of New York this week. On January 30th, some employees went into their daycare where they worked, and they found a note with $120 attached to it. Ooh. And the note asked if they had any adult-sized diapers and if employees could play along. So they ignored it. Hmm. Yeah, you know, that's a little weird. They ignored it. Yeah. A week later, a very similar note appears with $200 in cash. So then they were sketched out. The daycare decides to install a surveillance camera And contact the cops. Hey, someone's coming in here, leaving these sketchy notes and cash, asking for adult diapers. On February 11th, the system alerted the staff of activity. And when they came in, I guess they didn't catch anything on it, but they saw someone had rummaged through the diaper bin and left another note with more money. Uh, The note included sizes for pants, shoes, bras, and dresses, and said that the person wanted to play as a baby girl named Baby Danielle. Mm-hmm. That following Saturday, the surveillance camera finally caught who it was. And it was a 65-year-old man trying to put multiple baby diapers together to make a big one for himself. And he eventually does. And so he goes to the bathroom, puts the, you know, pulls his pants down, puts the diaper on, puts his pants back on, and then runs out of the child care center. It's fucking embarrassing! Yeah, he also put on a bib and drank half a bottle of formula and took three diapers along with him on the way out.
5: Weirdo alert.
0: Yeah, so the cops were able to find him and arrest him and charge him with burglary and petite larceny. Uh, But he was released after an appearance ticket and he did confess to breaking into the daycare and asking them to play baby with him. Um, said he was working through addiction. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. A daycare's the wrong place for that kink, you know? Yes. There's plenty of people who will play, but not a daycare. Yeah. You and can't do that you can shit get around kids.
5: Adult diapers at fucking Walgreens or whatever.
0: Yeah, but or he Or
5: Walmart or any wall or you any don't...
0: Mart. You wanted the daycare environment, though. I'm just saying you got to turn your house into that if uh, that's what you're into. You want to be a little? you got to live the little life on your own. Yeah. <laughs> it's not anyone else's problem. <laughs> Fucking weirdos. You want to just shit your pants. <laughs> uh And finally, this last story was another gift from Make Heroism. And it's about a threesome that happened in Florida that went terribly wrong. Uh-oh. Yeah, this 29-year-old mother of two gets into a taxi and starts talking with a driver, and he ends up giving her his fag bag information, and is like, hey, you know, let's, let's connect. So she does, and finds out he's in an open relationship with a 20-year-old woman. Dude's 31. Okay. So they're like, hey, why didn't you come over our house, you know? And she does. And she says that they try to dominate her sexually, And during that time, she decides to open her mouth and just say, well, you have a little dick and you have a stank pussy. (laughs) Okay. Which is, you know, I mean, you're a guest in that home. Right. This does not go over well.
5: I can imagine. As you
0: can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. So as she tells the police, she says that they started uh, pulling her hair, punching her, throwing her outside, And when she was driving away, they threw a cinder block through the the rear window of her car.
5: Wow. A little, uh... A little sensitive.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, the cops had to get statements from everyone. So the man said... She made those statements, and obviously they were pissed off. And they asked her to leave the house, but she wouldn't. She just went and sat on the couch, and she would not leave. So he picked her up and placed her down outside of the front door. Um, And then he says that she proceeded to get in her car and drive backwards towards their front door, towards them, and hit his leg. And so he picked up the cinder block, you know, kind of in uh, self-defense. Sure. As he tells it. Uh, She then got out of the vehicle and swung a closed fist at the woman, but missed, and ended up getting punched in the face in retaliation. Um, Anyways... Dude's being charged with a felony for throwing that cinder block, because, you know, the cops could see that the back window of her car was smashed out, um, and the woman is being charged with misdemeanor battery for punching her in the face. But she might have more charges coming, because turns out she's on probation and wasn't allowed to leave the state of Connecticut. Here she is in Florida.
5: Imagine not being allowed to leave Connecticut. Yeah. That would suck so much. <laughs>
0: Now, the mother of two who walked in on this couple's house and stuff uh, she wasn't originally charged with anything but a few days later she was arrested for felony aggravated battery of her baby daddy oh, when God. she hit him in the face with a glass vase that had rocks and gravel in it vase to the face and guess what that happened during a threesome
5: Wow
0: Yeah, so um, she also happened to be free on bond in connection with a a DUI incident last year where she got caught with possession of drug paraphernalia, tampering with evidence and resisting the cops. I guess she was a passenger in an SUV that was swerving all over the road, and when they got pulled over, she dumped an open bottle of tequila out of the window, you know, and then scuffled with the cops and they found some paraphernalia under the seat. So then, while the cruiser was driving him to the station, she started fondling and kissing the female driver in the back of the police cruiser. So the cops had to take her out and move her handcuffs to the back, where she pulled on her bathing suit and asked the officer, do you want to see my asshole? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Oh man. Don't worry, honey. You've shown the whole world.
5: <laughs> oh man. Do you want to see my asshole? Ah, threesomes seem a little bit more violent in Florida, I guess.
0: Uh, it's just that lady.
5: Must be. Giving threesomes a bad rap. What are you doing? Calm your tits.
0: Yeah, smoke a bowl. Put the tequila down, pick up some weed.
5: Your asshole is not that pretty. Oop,
0: yeah. Who comes out
5: at it just like everybody else's.
0: That couple should have insulted her asshole instead of just, you know, taking the insults and getting their little dick hurt. Yeah, well.
5: <laughs> lessons learned for everybody, I'm sure. And, uh. We learned a lot in the bowl. learned a lot. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Please, please join us this Friday night uh, in what's sure to be an excellent time with uh, Tunta and Mousy Bear, the recently knighted Sir Tunta, Knight of the Ditch People, and of course Mousy Bear joining him. Got a lot to talk about, a lot to catch up on. And of course, we will be back at it next tuesday and every tuesday for the foreseeable future the last late start tuesday uh for a little bit might have a couple here coming up in april too but we'll cross that bridge when we get there you can count on me though to remain sir spencer wolf of kansas city
0: and i'll always be dame delorean till next time bowlers may your bowls burn ever brighter
2: dance and dance and dance and dance and move your legs around
1: what 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 i'm a supporter of human beings bing 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 bing
2: bing 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 i'm a supporter of human beings that guy's probably a dancer <laughs> it's not racist it's fact oh brother
3: in the in the you'd love it
6: yeah and everyone's like ah oh, right cool
1: kinky yeah right ah oh, nice you gonna wanna hit me so damn bad in my mouth
2: probably a lot of edibles I, I like the pot much better
1: that sounds really good oh shit yes oh shit yes Oh shit, you yes. oh. shit, yes. oh, shit, yes. oh. shit, yes. Bowl after bowl
2: dot com. after bowl dot com Bowl after bowl